before recording, there was a pretty upsetting bit of news that came out. Jay Briscoe, one half of the Briscoes, passed away very young. A few days before his 39th birthday, so details still coming in, but we at least wanted to mention that in our little corner of the wrestling world community. Um, real quick, you guys, we grew up with, with the Briscoes at some point. We were there live seeing them early in their careers for me and Duke, I think midway through for Frank. But if you guys want, you could share a, a memory or two or a thought on the passing of Jay Briscoe. Yeah, man, super, super sad about it. Uh, I was never like the biggest Briscoe fan, but me and Duke went to so many of these ROH shows. They were such a staple of all the shows. I respected them as pro wrestlers. And yeah, it's super tragic. And it, it hit me harder than I thought. You know, you don't realize how much these guys are like a part of your life until something like that happens. And you go, oh, wait, that guy, I was there so many times seeing so many moments for these guys. And a personal moment I had that I like lived with forever was like in a street fight with Necro Butcher. I handed Jay a chair that I just gathered from. I can confirm mess. that. <laughs> yeah. I grabbed it. He looked me in the eye. I said, take my chair. <laughs> he grabbed the chair and tossed it at Necro Butcher's head. It's like one of my favorite moments in like yep. as a you know, live attending fan, you know. And so yeah, you know, that'll stay with me forever. And it's a shame, you know, it's a real bummer. It's a but bummer. that's a good memory, and that's that's important when someone passes away, you know, the memories and um that'll keep him, you know, alive with you, you know. So the yeah. um forget about like the wrestling factor a human being lost his life and it's tragic and rest in peace and obviously condolences to his family and friends and fans that you know grew up with him like this he was a young man and rest in peace jay it's time to rumble So this is No Sold, episode 33. It's Royal Rumble season. So on a on a brighter note, this is our one of our favorite times of the year for uh, wrestling fans. It's kind of like the playoffs into the main event, uh, finals of WrestleMania, we can call it. So it's mm -hmm. a, a fun time January. And we figured we'd go back and watch one of the earliest Royal Rumbles. We had a little debate about which one it would be. 88, 89, 90. We figured we'd start at the beginning like we did for WrestleMania Survivor Series, but we we kind of agreed on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I got outvoted on. Wait a second. Didn't we all pick something different or did you go with 90, Frank? I just voted 90 because I think the okay. options were 80, 88, 89 or 90, 90. Yeah. And I was like, I guess. 90 yeah. And our road man, that's what it was. Our road Mike man Zach. said, what, 89? He yes, he said eighty nine. I was going through eighty eight, but that was a twenty man Royal Rumble on the yeah, USA exactly. Network. We won't spoil the winner mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it. And in eighty nine, Duke was uh, saying how it wasn't on pay per view. We we heard that it was. We kind of feel like um, we settled on nineteen ninety. It's kind of a a big you know moment in in the wrestling world anyway because we were going into uh, WrestleMania six when things started to heat up. So. This was a huge Royal Rumble. We decided on it. One day, we might go back in time and talk about 88 or 89. But for now... If anything else, just to shut you up. Just to <laughs> shut me up. 
<laughs> and also it's topical because uh, this weekend it will be 33 years to the day as we release this episode that Royal Rumble 1990 happened. So oh, there you go. It works out. So Duke was right for a change. <laughs> Duke was right for a change. So like I said, we're going to go back in time. And I just thought it'd be funny. Uh, I looked this stuff up 33 years ago. It was. And number one movie at the box office, born on the 4th of July. Oh, God. Tom Cruise mm-hmm. special. Probably my number 15th favorite Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> um, also, number one song. Mike uh, Michael Bolton. How am I supposed to live without you? Oh, my God. Number one in America. What a time. America is a mess. Well, you want to know that I know that song. Really? How am I supposed to live without you? It's like a ballad. Is that the how do I live with that one? Is that a different? Is that a woman? That's a woman. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Then I don't know either. Now you got that in my head. Yeah. Now it's just stuck. Yeah. But Michael is, is a ballad and. Yeah, that was number one. How about this though? We were going towards a Bills Giants Super Bowl because the uh the conference mm-hmm. finals happened 33 years ago to the day here. Bills beat the Raiders 51 to 3. Holy shit. In the AFC title game. Giants beat the Niners 15-13. Weird score there. So that's what was going on in football back then. Yeah. Way back yeah. when. In football now. Again. I was gonna Could say happen. yeah, technically. We're going towards a potential showdown with Cowboys Eagles. Things are heating up in, in Philly over here and in Dallas Cowboy fandom world over there and mm. in, in LA. <laughs> Do any Cowboys fans live in Dallas? Yeah, I mean they have a big old stadium. <laughs> they have a big old stadium they gotta fill, but they're everywhere, that's for sure. My they cousin are. my cousin When I lived Frank, in Maryland, like they were there, man. Like yeah. they do I travel. Was, mm-hmm. So I was working at a sports store and I was in the heart of Redskin country. Mm-hmm. And do you guys remember Cooley, the tight end from Washington? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Chris Cooley. Yeah. So um, he had like, it was like his first like good game there. And uh, these people walked in and they were like, Oh, do you got any Cooley jerseys? I was like, nah, you have to have more than one good game before you get a Jersey made. <laughs> Cause you know, I'm an Eagles fan. I was like yeah, yeah, shitting yeah. on them, but. There were like so many Cowboys fans there. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Cooley they turned are, out to they're be good. everywhere. What's that? Cooley turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, he did. Pretty, pretty damn For good. Sure. I was I knew he was good. I was being a prick. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah. Uh so we're going towards uh we're in the midst of the playoffs here. In football, like I said, this is kind of the playoffs and in, in wrestling too, because we got the rumble coming up. That's gonna see, you know, we're gonna see how it shapes out. Cody Rhodes officially declared. Yeah. I did yep. see that, Get which is lame. Ready. Like, see, I like it. A, <laughs> let it be a surprise. Let it be a surprise. Yeah, you but don't you mean? think they're a little outdone? Oh, surprise! It's like, yeah, I on. do, but at the same time, when, when are you gonna let hits, this Cody hate? No, I know, right? No, 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 come no, no, on, it's not even hate. It's not even hate because you like love him, but you hate him. I, you, you, I don't you love feel him. hurt. Yeah, yeah, but I am hurt by him. But like, but like, no, let it be a surprise. Is all I'm saying. Is I, I just didn't like I don't like the announcing of any of the participants, honestly. Really? I like, yeah, I'd like it to be like let's just see who comes out. As long as they're cool, you know, Hold on, wait. Do you like the announcing of the participants in the beginning of the show, though? If that's if with Vince McMahon's voice. Like, yeah, that's different. I mean, oh, it's God. funny now, but it's so silly. It's like, dude, the intro to the show is six minutes long because Vince is naming <laughs> every person. Every and, single person. Dude, it's like, ugh. And he and can't. Just, he can't say like demolition. It has to be demolition axe. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, hacksaw Jim Duggan. 
We have to notwithstanding, give it to notwithstanding demolition smash. You know, like I try to listen to see if he like says someone's name better because he likes them better. You know, <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll we'll get into the rumble now because, like I said, we're going back in time. Nineteen ninety. It was January twenty first, nineteen ninety, Orlando, Florida. Your former town, uh, mm-hmm. Frank. My former hometown for about three months. <laughs> yeah, Orlando Arena, which eventually became. Was that the Magic's arena like all all the time? I, Dude, I feel I like was they had a different that, name at one point. Yeah, I was saying that watching. I was like Orlando Arena. I was like, I don't know that I've ever said that word out loud. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, that plays out loud. I was like, hmm. Yeah, so I don't really know. It's history. Yeah, 16,000 packed in attendance. Um, depending on where you read your information, I saw 18,000 as well. But <laughs> yeah. an estimated 260,000 pay-per-view buys. Tony Schiavone and Jesse yeah. Ventura on commentary for this one yeah. very cool uh mean gene oakland sean mooney backstage it's uh honestly right off the bat like i mentioned the intro for me it's nostalgic i loved it but it's a, yeah. it's a lot of vince like you said going <laughs> rattling off the names one by one so <laughs> mm-hmm. get this little bit of saxophone i, lo- I love it for the record like i talk I, shit I about it. it but i love it like i love vince on commentary it's i said this mm. before and um <laughs> me too fish off too because like um their passion like their yeah, excitement yeah. you know like that's what i loved about it like um and like vince was hyping up his his product you know right. like selling it they're like yeah in the beginning like i love that like wrestlemania like i loved all that shit I'm a mark for See, that. Like stuff. I could get you, I could understand you guys in like those moments, WrestleMania. But when yeah. it's like the whole match, no, he's doing I don't play want by that. Play. Yeah, it's yeah. like I can't stand. Give me gorilla. Like, one, two. He's, oh, you don't like Vince as a commentator? No, no, I do, no, I but stand. I, I do, do like him. I do like him as a commentator, but like I need gorilla. Yeah. Like mm. in a rumble, like I need gorilla. I would say Vince, I'd probably take over gorilla if I had oh. to, just mm. because like. The passion and it is mm-hmm. his product, so he can kind of tell the story he the way he wants. Yeah. I'm a sucker for Vince, but and I actually Vince, liked Vince. the <laughs> false finish thing, like Frank mentioned. Like the he got him, he got him. Oh he no, got, he didn't. no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I, I wonder what the like origin of that is because he was yeah. like, like he never got him. You know, and it's always <laughs> yeah, like yeah, real yeah, quick. No, like you mentioned, um, Tony Schiavone and Jesse on the call, and like I love tony shivani like i know where you're going with this. he's one of my top mm-hmm. guys but like for this match like yeah it didn't work like oh. and i actually like jesse and tony together even right, like yeah. in wcw but in this match like that i don't want to spoil anything but there's a big moment in this match and if that was gorilla monsoon mm-hmm. on the mic that would have been one of those that was a voiceover in the beginning of Raw right, forever. Right. In my yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But dude, I love Tony Schiavone, one hundred percent. I think we so all love Schiavone. That, but like, I'm talking, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, like, I love that he's on AEW now. I truly like look yeah. forward to seeing him every week. So like, it's all love for Tony on this particular thing, though. It just didn't work for me. Well, we might all be in agreement. I think a little bit less for me because I, I started to warm up to him during the undercard. I think mm-hmm. in the Rumble, though, it was. Um, but, yeah, that's a good point. The The concept, though, the 
the concept of the Royal Rumble, we should just mention really quick, the brainchild of Pat Patterson for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and having all the action and like seeing all these wrestlers or superstars in one ring was like a kid's dream. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, and you see guys that never cross paths before mm-hmm. touch bad guys, good guys. That was like the dream. And it's still the dream. Like everybody loves that. You get to see guys, you know, interact and girls, but um, I liked, you know, even the logo, the old school logo, all that stuff. Of course, I'm a mark for that stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, in the beginning, it was Jesse and Tony welcoming us to the show, welcoming us to the show. He, I, I think Jesse had on Mickey ears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't really love his, his, he uh, had a, he his had fit a Mickey that Mouse shirt. <laughs> I think Mickey the shirt. weirdest thing for me was his hair. Oh, yeah. He, had, he was like bald and then he had it like braided, like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. back of it. Right. And like Jesse's such like a cool dude. And like he did not look cool on this <laughs> evening. No, I know. He's not his best uh, fit, if you will. Mm-hmm. He's usually, you know, but you know, he wanted to do the Orlando thing. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to bring up, though, real quick, the last thing on Shivani was because according to Bruce Pritchard, Vince always hated doing commentary and always wanted to mm. find someone to replace him. And it was attempted many times, but uh, Shivani was one of those attempts. And according to Tony Shivani, who said this on uh, a podcast, that he was actually supposed to, uh, you know, just be backstage that night. And, oh, wow. and uh, Vince kind of came up to him during the production meeting earlier that day and asked if he had his tuxedo. And he said, good, you're going to be calling the show with Jesse and just threw him, threw him back in and, it was all due to Vince, like kind of thinking uh, he wanted to step away. And then, of course, just like in Vince fashion, he didn't like what he heard and felt like, oh, I got to take over again. Yeah. You know, like couldn't. But leave why not away. use Gorilla for this? It's interesting, right? Yeah, he was still around and he obviously called, you know, future shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Hmm. I wanted to ask you guys. Cause I had watched this within the last couple of years, I was going back rating all the rumbles and I knew this was like a very prestigious Royal rumble match. The rest of the mm-hmm. card we'll talk about, but when's the last time you guys rewatched also, do you remember the first time you kind of saw this? Me personally, I saw this. I never saw this rumble until um that rumble box set came out. Remember that? that dvd yeah. box set that yeah we just was, talked about that today yeah it was cool yeah. like it opened up or whatever when i got that honestly when i got that that opened my eyes to a lot of rumbles this is pre-network days mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't easy yep. for me to go back to all of these rumbles but um yeah i got that that's when i first ever saw it so i guess that's i don't know when almost 20 years ago now 18 years ago. i want to say like 2004 or yeah, three exactly, maybe something like that yeah so like i got that so that's when i first watched it um you know, and then rewatching it out, I personally, I don't know if it's just who I was watching with or what, but I was like, I enjoyed it a lot rewatching it. And I was like, I don't know, this might be one of my favorite rumbles, you know, ever. Um, obviously that's a that's a list for another day. Yeah. But, no, but I it's... think it's up there because like I had a lot of fun watching it. Obviously, everybody who's in it, it's like it's it's super stacked. But watching it this time around, I think we all kind of agree that 92. We kind of crown. Do you agree mm-hmm. with that, John? I know Duke. Yeah. So like, we, oh, yeah. yeah. So that's one of my top ten favorite yeah, matches okay. and all. I will say yeah. though, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying like, but like, I was like, I found it comparable to that, you mm-hmm. know, upon viewing it this time around. I was like, huh. I, I think like you mentioned too, yeah, like um, when you watch it with somebody, yeah, that like reacts 
yeah, you know exactly. like that it's helps. so much fun like yeah. i i'll play wrestling at my shop you know every now and then mm-hmm. and i have one one guy that comes in and uh i had like an old rumble on and he is a customer you know normal dude and he sat down and watched like the whole it was a survivor series actually mm-hmm. yeah and he watched the whole thing and like he was like oh my god like he was like reacting yeah, to it yeah. and stuff so like when you have that experience it makes it so much better yeah exactly you know yeah. like that's why we used to do like the you know you pick the numbers and stuff to of make you like get into it mm-hmm. and stuff and like and it so works. yeah i think it was good too but like you probably had that experience because like you had that mm-hmm. you know when someone's like reacting like that oh my god who's gonna win you know like yeah, that, yeah, that's so sure. much fun you know yeah it adds to it yeah mm-hmm. i think it we're all special. we're jealous that we haven't seen like oh, we yeah, can't oh see god. any of this for the first yeah, time yeah, ever exactly. again to yep. to have that with a fresh set of eyes to watch all these rumbles Man. and not know you know like it's yeah. i would love to be able to just discover all this for the first time <laughs> But I, I did want to also mention no title matches on this show at all. Yeah. So it's interesting for a pay-per-view, not an intercontinental title match, obviously not a WWF title match. So um, no title matches. We should get into the card, uh, especially it. this first match. Uh, it's the <laughs> Rougeau brothers and the Bushwhackers. I say we should get into it because this match itself was long <laughs> AF. And I remembered mm-hmm that i remember when this match started i'm like oh yeah this is super long i'm gonna have to watch this with like focused eyes though because we're gonna be talking about it but um the russo brothers with their uh all-american boys theme music one of my favorites (laughs) and um obviously the bushwhackers coming down super over i wanted to say a quick little fun fact this is the last pay-per-view appearance for the russos as a tag team because after this ray russo who was supposedly tired of travel and wanted to go home officially go home to his family this was it for him after this he was no longer an active uh wrestler so oh wow a, a couple of months later the mountie would emerge so uh kind of had jacques branch out and do the singles thing so that's the rougeos bushwhackers hall of famers so over i mean it's either this crowd by the way this crowd was great we could agree crowd on that was right great. yeah and they showed a lot of love for the bushwhackers uh what do you guys think especially i guess you frank because you probably didn't remember the way this card played out um this opener this this showdown between two contrasting styles <laughs> to say the Dude, least um well first of all seeing the bushwhackers come out and then seeing the rougeos i'm like i'm in i'm all, i'm on board i'm like okay because i don't really remember the match before the other night so i'm like okay I knew though that the Bushwhackers were not the guys they were maybe before they joined the Fed. So I was just like, we'll see how this plays out. I was hoping they were more sheep herder than like Bushwhackers from like Family Matters. <laughs> but they were more Bushwhackers from Family Matters <laughs> than anything. And it was super goofy seeing them. But, and like you said, the crowd was super into it, which was funny. Um, I don't know. I, I have like a soft spot for the Bushwhackers just because as a kid, they are somebody I remember, you know, oddly enough, they were just in my like world view, I guess at that point. They so were around them, a long time. They were, man. yeah. You know, so like it was funny watching it, but like, dude, this match is long. It's like longer <laughs> of like than like main events in today's pay-per-views. Um, yeah, you know, very uncoordinated Bushwhackers, oh, yeah, by the yeah, way, exactly. brawlers, uh, but like they just seemed six steps off. 
But uh, guess what? When they're going for a hot tag and Butch is coming, the crowd is still going nuts for mm-hmm. them. It's, it was funny. It's funny to watch. I probably, you know, found a way to enjoy that match more than the rest of the matches, I think. Okay. But, uh, yeah. You know, but still a bit long. A bit well, let me ask Duke. Um, you had tough guy Jacques Rougeau here kind of because he had a beard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he looked. <laughs> yeah, he looked cool. that was interesting. Uh, and like I said, they're he's, they're taking on the Bushwhackers. Former sheep herders, like you yeah. said, and this is another example of Vince taking guys, switching gimmicks, and getting them to be household names. And like, wow, were you ever a f- did he switch yeah. gimmicks? Like, holy shit. Were you a fan of the Bushwhackers? No, uh, absolutely never? not. Like, even like, so I watched this like as it happened. Like, uh-huh. um, so like I watched this live, and like, even in the moment, like as a kid, like I could not stand the bushwhackers like and like I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. You know, they were fun. It was a fun little, you know, like circus act. But like we're pretty um, in agreement, I think, when it comes to comedy acts and wrestling, they're Mm -hmm. usually like cringy for all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't want to speak for you guys, but um, yeah, you know, just over time, like the Santino Morellas, the guys like that, like we right. never give a shit about, and the new boss the... of Impact Wrestling, yeah. Santino. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, um, <laughs> I saw that. But yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> no, you were not a fan. <laughs> like, I think that the Rougeos are pretty underrated as far as like um good technical tag team mm-hmm. and i think jacques rougeau is very underrated as far as like heels go and like mm-hmm. man i hated his ass like but like you look back now and like he had so much fun doing that like yeah. the mounty thing you know so i actually have more love for the rougeaus than i do the bushwhackers um same but you know all due respect like there's people that like him and stuff like that but this match like not <laughs> into it at all well we we will go through the uh the end of it for the most part but i wanted yeah. to just mention uh how hot the crowd was they were very very oh, hot yeah. during this match danny davis doing the ref work and it's interesting to watch this pace compared to now like young bucks for death triangle or something like that or we're yeah. going to see young bucks versus top flight this week on impact on oh, no, a dynamite um but it's like non-stop action nowadays and then back then and other than ftr i feel like they still do a good job nowadays of like slowing a pace down but i don't know man like this pace is something i always say like i do want guys to slow down in in current day but like this is different because you have the comedy act or like just the shenanigans or whatever you want to call it it's more of a comedy match it's really Mm -hmm. the best way you could describe it um and you know it's cool to see like a battering ram you know uh, get the win because that's ultimately what happens. Thirteen thirty-five. After a lot of back and forth, like you guys mentioned, there was a build to a hot tag. I think it was yeah. Luke. Luke was the uh, the guy working yeah, towards the yeah, hot tag. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, we got the battering ram from the Bushwhackers. They got the win. Thirteen thirty-five. The capacity crowd was lit. They were all about it. Like, who are we to say? No, and yeah, so, that was a you perfect. Know, you know, you you always start with that match to like get the crowd into it. The crowd was super into it. You know, right? And maybe this is the example of, I mean, how slowing it down can be good because the ultimately you got the big hot tag, the big payoff, and the crowd yeah. went nuts. They didn't just come out and do a hundred moves, so it built up to this win. And 
Bushwhackers got the win. Jesse, after the match, called on the marching morons. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it was fitting. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame because I actually remember their Hall of Fame speech, the Bushwhackers, and they're so fucking lovable and mm-hmm. and nice. And they were complimentary of Brett and Stampede. And, of course, mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't hate anyone i don't think no, in the wrestling in the wrestling business no. you know what i mean like we hate on kevin owens we hate mm-hmm. on guys but yeah, like yeah they seem like good dudes the bushwhackers yeah. so mm-hmm. you know and they also, were super duke, cool. I, I don't know if you remember duke our, our boy hagedorn had a match with bushwhacker Luke. yes do you remember yep. that he did wow yep. yeah, yeah i remember i remember seeing that yep. roh show yeah yeah comments. i mean very respected like said, Luke yeah. is. like yeah. i said like yeah and he like did some booking and stuff right mm-hmm. right you know cousin luke so like Listen, man, we're all human. We all are different. That's what makes it fucking beautiful that we're all unique. And like people like Bushwhackers, I'm cool with that. It's right. just not my cup of tea, you know? Yeah. That's fine. This right. just wasn't, this match just wasn't, you know. But what I think it was time. a, yeah, and I think it was a cool match to get the, you know, the crowd into it. And, you know, there yeah. were still a lot of kids in the crowd at this time. So, Pre-COVID, obviously, it's 30 years ago, but pre-COVID <laughs> face licks um, yes. back then. Yes. Yeah. 3.7 out of 10 for me, and that's okay. just for the crowd. And I nice. appreciate the isolated guy hot tag thing here and there. So 3.7 out of 10. You got a rating, Frank? Or I do? did give it a rating. I gave it two stars out of five. That's okay. what I did. So probably yeah. not far On off par. of four. Yeah. Yeah, right. I also use the five-star rating. Yeah, so two stars out of five. I thought it was fun enough. I made it. It felt fun enough to me. I gave it a one point five out of five. (laughs) Um, it's just uh, I'll give something like, you know, like a below a one or a one if it's like a shit fest, like like you know, botch city. Yeah, but like this is just for me personally. I never want to watch the Bushwhackers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So like one point five for me. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Mean Gene Okerlund is backstage with the Million Dollar Man and Virgil. And DiBiase was angry about the number he drew. Finally, Gene gets him to admit what it was. We find <laughs> out he's coming out number one. Ted, DiBiase, number one. Money couldn't buy him the, no. the best number, apparently. But we would find out that that didn't mean shit because this guy is an Iron Man. He's <laughs> a adorable athlete. So. Yeah. All these little backstage things are fun. The next match was Brutus Beefcake, the barber, versus, you guys know, one of my boys, the genius, Lanny Poffo. The genius, usually a manager, but at this this point, he's going to step into the ring and fight uh, Brutus Beefcake. His only pay-per-view match ever in WWF, I found out, was this one. And before we continue... People do have to know the love that John has for this genius. Strange <laughs> amount of love. We yeah, went to this like wrestling convention. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing was stacked and yeah, like everyone's there. My man was like the most excited to meet the genius, <laughs> genius. Lady Papo. So mm-hmm. if it's you true. think it's like him bullshitting or like no. trying to be funny, it is not. Yeah. No, this I'm not man being is ironic. A huge genius fan. I really am. I paid that money to see him <laughs> too did. and meet him. The thing is, uh, it's one. It's like maybe the the relation to Randy. Like it's you know that always. Oh my god! Makes him yeah. cool. And um, I mean, and he's, he's so complimentary of Randy, and like, yeah, he keeps his memory alive. Yeah. He's so respectful. You know, another like, guy. I just think is such a salt of the oh, earth. Oh yeah, he's good a sweetheart guy, man. Yeah, you know, like sweetheart. everything I see about him. But yep. he was in the ring cutting a little uh, 
promo poem pomo uh whatever he's you want to call some it. poetry pal he was he was he was uh spitting some bars before <laughs> some before. uh what they call it deaf deaf comedy jam no, yeah no, no, oh oh you're talking about word uh, stuff i know what you're talking yeah, about yeah 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 poetry yeah, deaf poetry. It was, uh, yeah. I am the genius, Lanny Poffo, the world's smartest man. <laughs> Briefcase. Well, I never out. got that. I never uh, got that stuff, dude. The genius. Bro, after that, this match, though, do you not agree that he could work? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. I was going to tell you were going to say, yo, he was no, way no, better no, than no, I thought. No, 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 I'm sorry. Really? And like, I don't think he like is. Dog He's Dalton shit. Castle. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, What's you know, I think that, yeah, oh, I love <laughs> Castle, but don't you no. see the inspiration at least? I mean, yeah. it's, it's a ripoff, in my opinion. The genius is one of those, um, I guess gimmicks that I was just I could never wrap my head around. Obviously, it's before my time, but like watching all this stuff back, I'm just like, bro, I don't know how this dude's around. You know, this. Other than he's shit about brother. this guy, that's because you're a ruffian, you don't yeah, know maybe. about this, exactly. this, uh, not, not, not on his level, this scholar, like, <laughs> scholar, like, yeah, exactly. It's you're not from those part of the tracks, the other yeah, side of the exactly. track. No, the truth is, um, I always liked his personality as a manager and whatnot. Look, if he was in the ring every week, I, I mean, maybe I could have bought him as a, <laughs> a real victory contender. over Hulk Hogan. He does Crazy. count out victory, beefcake looking swole. But not like ripped and shredded swole, just like beefy. Gassed up. <laughs> it's yeah, all gassed, gassed up. Like a beef hot dog. Mm-hmm. But very, once again, over with this crowd. And the ladies even, these ladies in Orlando loved him. Like, I don't get it. but <laughs> He's a Florida boy, dude. They were into it. Um, dude, it's the 80s. He was jacked up, tan, mm-hmm. and had a mullet. Like, mm-hmm. that was had, it. Like see-through pants. It was yeah. a situation going on there. Uh, lots of shenanigans before the match, like the dip, dip out of the ring, dip back in. Both guys, how do I say it? Nice. Both guys are very flamboyant, to say the least, in this match. They're very um, gingerly walking around the <laughs> ring, tiptoeing around, especially a genius. He leaves the match, the ring before the match starts to do a cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Frank's like, what was the point of that? Oh, man. Bro, he needed to get that out of his system. Honestly, well, I was he, like, what was the point of that for most of this segment? He's trying right? to, like, you know, stretch it out. He's got to get the blood flowing. Yeah. He's a legit wrestler with a silly gimmick. But also, Frank, if you go back and watch Lanny Poffo, like, 85, before the genius thing, he's yeah. on, like, these TNT shows. He's doing, like, stuff that we hadn't seen before. Dude, can you Oh, 100%. That? Absolutely. Okay, right, like high flying, like moon salts and shit, like backflips, like crazy. Fair enough, like I'm ignorant yeah. to that side of his game, but I, yeah. I'll check it out at some point. Listen, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna try to. This isn't gonna turn into let's turn Frank into <laughs> right, a right, right. I'm not that's what John, that that's what John Boy's doing. I'm trying, but no, absolutely, he was, he was doing crazy stuff that you didn't see before for sure, and so was Coco Beware, honestly. Dude, well, Coco Beware, I think, is actually good. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe not to discredit the genius. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, wow. But like, but Coco Beware, like, Coco Beware drop kicks. Oh my they, god, they're amazing. I remember watching him in like whatever year it was. He did a drop kick off the top rope, and like, mm. that's normal now. But I was yeah, like, now. what the fuck? Like, I right. couldn't believe it. Like, right. And he did the brainbuster, the ghostbuster, mm-hmm. and like, you didn't see that a lot back then. Yeah. What did you guys think of Beefcake, uh, or what do you think of him looking back? Like, do you think he was a guy that could have, should have 
main evented or gone up the ladder just because he was so over? <clears throat> or do you feel like, well, what do you feel with Brutus Beefcake? I, well, I do think he was extremely over, you know, like I think maybe the back two thirds of his career, it's he's, he's Hogan's boy, mm-hmm. you know, so he gets put in a lot of good spots, but there's you undeniable like times like this when he is over the crowd is behind him. The barber gimmick was silly, but it was a big gimmick for the time, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't think I never thought Brutus was good as like in the ring. Um, I don't, I would never have to watch a Brutus match again, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. But I, when something's over like that, you, there's something there. So mm-hmm. like, I don't want to discredit him. Completely. We say that now, right? About yeah. guys like yeah. they're over. What the hell can mm-hmm. we say? Sometimes? No, but exactly. like, you know, like we said before, he can just not be your cup of tea. Exactly. And like, you I know? don't think he's my cup of tea at yeah. all. I haven't seen anything where I'm just like, damn. We've reviewed a lot of his stuff, I feel like, in these <laughs> yeah, uh, shows, Survivor Series, WrestleMania. Duke, you, were you ever in on Beefcake, or do you think he should have had a higher position on the card? Um, No, I I think, um, like, as a kid, like, you know, it was kind of cool. Like, I kind of liked his colors and stuff like that. But, like, no, I don't think he – I think he's where he should be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't think people are – you know, disrespectful of Brutus Beefcake, yeah. like say he sucks or anything. I think it's unfair to say like. Well, they um, do though. Some of these people. That's what, what I, mean? I was gonna say. I think it's unfair if you say like he was just Hogan's boy. Like I don't agree with that because like Hogan's boys aren't in the crowd that's reacting to him. You yeah. know, <laughs> but um, I'm not like this huge Brutus fan, but uh. But you know what's like, funny? Frank, it's, like it's... I'm with you, Sorry. Frank. Like I could never watch another match of him, and I'm good. Yeah. You know. But, like, I don't think he sucked or anything like that. I just – I think he was where he should be in the card, you know, mid-card guy, and that's that's it. You know what's funny? It's, like, it's all relative because um, dudes have, like, 30 cha- championship reigns now. But Brutus only held the WWF tag titles one time. Mm-hmm. No other titles. But he's a Hall of Famer. He's kind of a household name-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, he made his niche, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. all these guys now, like, that hate on him, you know. Yeah, it's just not fair. I don't think because like in part, like you think about some of these guys that have been like WWE champion and like here we are, like you said, over 30 years later and we're still talking about Brutus Beefcake. Right. But like a guy about Dolph Ziggler, we were kind of like having a mini debate. Like, is he Hall of Fame? Is he Mm -hmm. on the cusp? And look at all he's done compared to Beefcake. Well, I was going to say like a guy who maybe had like one WWE like um Jinder Mahal, yeah, mm, former WWE one, champion. One. Are people going to be talking about him in thirty years? No, yeah, no. Like yeah. no disrespect. Unless we're not. Saudi owns the WWE. Yes, that's true. <laughs> then he will be. will be thirty stable with Mansoor. Yeah. The new yeah. bloodline. And they'll own all the championships. Exactly. Yeah. The real bloodline. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, you no, know, I point. think. Yeah, I think that you know that means something, and true. I don't want to get too far ahead because I want to save some stuff for the Rumble, but. Yeah, I'll say how wrestling I think was more unique back then. Good, good way to put it. Yeah, and we will get to the Rumble eventually, but I do want to go through these matches because there's only a few of them. And with yeah. this one, uh, Beefcake was fighting from underneath a lot of it. You know, heel on top type of stuff. You know, signal for the sleeper hold, but he didn't get it on. And I have to say though, real quick, a side note: like dudes signaling signaling for their finishers was such a like '80s thing. Like dudes don't really do that anymore. I was trying to think of guys current day that like do a hand motion. Yeah. Who is it? Like does Penta do it? Does somebody Mm -mm. like 
nobody does that, right? Like I'm trying to think. Well, well Punk, I guess, would do the go to sleep yeah. hand motion. Randy Orton turns into a whole ass snake. <laughs> you know, so he does of, turn into a, a viper. A viper, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a little detail. Uh <laughs> Errol Hebner, ref bump on him. Young baby Earl. Beefcake applies a sleeper, but there's no ref. Genius is sound asleep. Uh, Beefcake <laughs> literally manages to cut some of his hair. Yeah. Big clumps of it until Mr. Perfect comes out to make the save. Ref wakes up, DQs uh, the genius. So winner by DQ is Beefcake in 11 minutes, 7 seconds. Not bad in my opinion, especially like with the post-match angle and stuff like that. And me being a fan of the genius. That's, with that's absolutely what it is. Yeah. yeah 3.9 out of 10. Slightly better than the first match, but nothing okay. special. It's not like I'm not gonna crown. Yeah, it. I gave this match one star out of five. Ooh, lower than the first match. Lower Holy than the first smokes. match. Um, because I find myself just not caring. I will say I almost added half a star for the perfect <laughs> stuff post match. I was like, but I was Should like, have. but it's post match. I was like, I don't want to give him too much credit because I did not enjoy the the matchup to and, say the least. Yeah, or the stuff before the match. Uh, so perfect coming out was the highlight, and to me, if the highlight is when your match is finished. It's not a great sign. But... Is it too soft for you? This this uh these shenanigans. Probably, yeah, it's not probably. there's no tough guys you know in this I mean? match. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like I don't know. I don't I, mean, I don't I get tired of saying this. It's not serious. Thing. It doesn't feel like a fight in any sort of way. It's just like these guys happen to do some moves toward each just other. Dance until, around a little bit. Yeah, you know, and just till we get to the end. And it's all about setting up the end, I think. Yeah. So um, you know, that that said, one star out of five. Okay. Duke, what'd you have? Gave it a solid two out of five. Okay. And your first match was one and a half out of five. 1.5, yeah. Okay. Because I'd rather watch the genius than uh, (laughs) the the bushwhackers. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Sean Mooney's backstage with the Heenan family. Rick Rude, Haku, and massive Andre the Giant looking. I don't know, man. He looked unhealthy, which is just upsetting. You know, I was like, I just felt bad for him. And uh, they won't reveal their numbers for the Rumble. So. They're not going to be telling you anything. We'll have to see where they come out. (laughs) But the prestige put on like with a number you draw and the overall importance of the match. It's something to be learned here for modern Since we're talking about looks as well with Andre, how about Rick Rude? Looking chiseled from stone. He actually wore maybe my all-time favorite tights in this match. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like the ravishing. They're they're super cool. Exactly. They're only one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a. I think I'm pretty sure I have a, a figure with him wearing those trunks. Yeah, you know, I love those. Yeah, they do those in a video game. They use those trunks. I feel like they're very yeah. iconic. Good Dude, call. Like, he is so shredded and such great shape. Mm-hmm. Like in this promo, and then in the match, oh, it was crazy. I was just like, and actually at this time mind. too, which is weird. Um, Andre and Haku were the tag team champions. Yes, oh, yeah. and they didn't even like have the straps with them, no, yeah. which is weird. I know. We I know. only know that because later in the match they mentioned that they're yeah the tag mm-hmm. team champions. And I thought mm-hmm. that was weird that they didn't like have the belts with them. And Andre at the end of this promo was hilarious. I'm he sorry. really was. The, the family will win. The family he kept saying like, the talk about watching this with someone. I'm trying oh to like God. decipher that. I'm like, I got nothing. <laughs> Uh, very quick plug for WrestleMania six, yeah, uh, in the middle of this show. It was the first of two, so they're plugging the big uh Mania six from Toronto. We go into a submission match, which, um, spoiler alert, people look back fondly on this match Greg Dammer Valentine versus Frank's boy, rugged Ronnie Garvin. 
doesn't like the genius, but he loves Ronnie. Go- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 actually respectable, but we're going to see a submission match here. I think it's the well, I know it's the first ever submission match on WWF TV or pay-per-view already in the ring was uh, both of these guys with both, referee yeah. Joey Morello. No entrances, nope. each man with a brace over their shin. This was uh, this was after Ronnie Garvin, quick backstory, was doing a thing as a referee before this feud. And for whatever reason, it eventually led to a thing with Valentine because Garvin kept calling out the hammer for cheating. And yeah. um, can you please call him by his correct name? Valentine. Valentine, <laughs> as Ronnie, Ronnie Garvin, Garvin called him. Put that M on that name. And uh, I don't know, man. Styles make fights, they say. And talk about cups of tea. I don't know. Uh, initially in this match like as we get going it's just not my cup of tea i it did yeah. heat up towards the end but yeah. it could be because i never cared for either one of these guys that's just my might be alone on that one uh i tried to put that aside but the crowd couldn't care less about any any of that because they were kind of like into it as it got heated up in the middle of the match at first they were not a little dead mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. i never truly understood the the valentine thing let alone the garvin thing but what do you guys but think? real quick though john boy as you got older didn't you get into greg valentine or am i just uh, no okay i i respect him because of okay. like what he did and who the hell am i i don't like nobody cares i know you tried me, to but... kill me with him and no mercy i like i just his intercontinental title runs iconic you know mm-hmm. what i mean i think he's super solid but every time i watch a valentine match I feel like um, I'm also confused because like he's bleach blonde, the chops, the figure yes. four. And it was very common back then for all those guys to do that. I guess mm-hmm. the same look mm-hmm. and style. But and he's also guys... like it didn't that look didn't necessarily fit his style. Yeah. True. It reminds me of um, I forget who called Christian an ugly pretty boy, mm. but it reminds me of that. Yeah. But what did you think? You what did you guys think of these two contestants in this submission match? Like, so you guys know I like Ron Garvin, but so I was going into this match thinking, all right, well this is going to be my match of the night. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it because I like Ronnie more than the average Joe, and the Hammer. I only I like Greg the Hammer Valentine because I met him and he was very sweet to me. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so that changes fair. everything. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like about my perception of the guy, but like. You know, I always thought he was like a solid wrestler or whatever. So I was like, okay, this match will be cool. And like, I'm starting high and they just kept knocking me down a little bit. Mm. I thought it was, mm-hmm. um, you said that you said like now people look at this like highly, this match or regard it in a brighter light than what I felt last night or whenever because, dude, they sucked me out of it. I was like, I like right. Ron Garvin and like him and NWA, you know, watching that stuff, I'm into Ron Garvin. But this was just like, I don't know if it was too silly. I don't know, because I, I did feel like they were beating each other up in there. You know, like I did feel like the the shots were like pretty tough looking from both of them. Um, Towards the end, especially. Yeah. yeah. And then I thought Ronnie was selling, you know, really well for this guy, the hammer. Um, yeah. But like I just was not into the match. I didn't get the whole shin guard thing. It was just like a shin pad, you know, that like you use in like practice. So yeah. I was just like, what is this about? I, I just devastating. I think, it, I think it was too silly for as like I think this if this was like an intense just 17 minute brawl, you know, I think it would have been really cool. But it was a little too goofy for me. So it took me out of it a bit. 
Also, but they kept going for pinfalls. Pins, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, wait a second. I was like, is this a submission <laughs> match? And then they're like, oh yeah, they, and they did it a couple of times at least. Yeah, you know a few. I mean? so like, Real we'll quick, be- the um the leg guards. So he wore that the hammer jammer mm-hmm. to stop Greg Valentine Time, yeah. from applying it. Like mm-hmm. I remember watching this, like, right? Yeah, and he like they made a big deal he was going to yeah. wear this, and then Valentine countered also, with yeah, his yeah, own yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just so silly, you know, just looking at it. I was, I don't know. Yeah. I thought I would like it more than I did. Um, well, let me ask I, Duke really quick. I enjoyed quick. it enough, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get to the ratings on it because, it's, you know, it is a long match. It's 16 minutes, 55 seconds. We're not going to go through all of it. But we have talked about Ronnie Garvin a lot on these episodes. We Which talked is about, hilarious. <laughs> well, it has to happen, you know what I mean? It's Frank's boy. But we talked about him liking the dress and drag in the other, um, <laughs> yeah. in the other episodes. Atlanta Lively. It's Atlanta Lively. Obviously, his NWA title win, and it was his crowning achievement. But his WWF run felt so out of place mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. to me back then I oh remember. yeah for sure and i was a kid i was yep. like this kid this guy doesn't really fit mm-hmm. but dude let me let, let you uh have the floor here for a minute what'd you think of their chemistry or this feud were you into this in real time no i wasn't and um i think it's funny because like these guys are like um like they were kind of a big deal you know yeah. at like one point like I mean, Ronnie Garvin is arguably him and Tommy Rich, like back then, were kind of thought of as like the worst NWA champions ever. But like, still, he's NWA world champion, you know. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, like former US champion, mid Atlantic champion, intercontinental champion. And it's funny because like they're in a preliminary match now. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy. You know, they're in like the twilight of their career. But still, like, they're, like, two pretty big names, you know? Yeah. And um, Ronnie Garvin, you know, he's a tough guy. That's why Frank likes him and stuff. But he's not very bright because he didn't understand the rules of this match. Right. Because he, you know, Valentine did it once. Ronnie Garvin went for 47 <laughs> pinfalls in this match. Um, oh. And I remember... Like Frank was like kind of excited to watch it, like, oh, this is gonna be my match of the night. I was the opposite because like I didn't like this match in right, real yeah. time, you know. Like I remember being like, What the hell is this? you know? Yeah. But that being said, um, I did enjoy it more this time. Mm. And it's probably, you know, with age and stuff, you know, like I've become a big Greg Valentine fan. And um the crowd was into it like mm-hmm. super into it so like that gets me into it it's not like an all-time great match for me or anything like that yeah. but like i enjoyed it definitely better this time around um well, and this, like it me, was it was me, pretty snug too like they were yeah yeah i was gonna get into a couple details about the yeah. match really quick um and real quick ronnie garvin was with the company less than two years so it wasn't a super long run but uh you mentioned them kept kept going for random pins. Each one of them, they were trading figure four lock attempts. Very stiff, but very empty for me. Like I said, because mm-hmm. I don't have a rooting interest. But mm-hmm. um, I felt like as it heated up. Oh, real quick, you mentioned the twilight of their career, and Valentine was my age in this match. Wow, thirty nine. So weird. Younger than Cesaro and AJ Styles now. So <laughs> wow. It's like, you know, t- different times. Well, in he fairness, always looked fifty. Yeah, ex- 
Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. in fairness, he looks exactly the same today. Yeah, him and Arn exactly. Anderson, like, always looked 50 years old. That's mm-hmm. funny. Um, But Valentine, uh, they, they brawled on the outside. There was a lot of stiff stuff, like we said. And the crowd did get into it towards the end. So I got to give them props for that. And I was actually even like, oh, all right, like, it's it's building up to something. And Valentine gets the figure four on Garvin after uh, Jimmy Hart removed Garvin's shin guard. <laughs> this is before tap outs, by the way, because Garvin was tapping <laughs> the mat relentlessly. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, Valentine got it. caught in the ropes. The crowd was going bananas when Garvin hit him with the banana with the shin guard banana. And he applies the sharpshooter. Yeah. One of the worst applied sharpshooters. You mean, as Tony Schiavone <laughs> called it, the reverse, the reverse figure, figure four. four. And now that's interesting, though. Did you notice he didn't apply it correctly? No. He didn't apply it correctly, but I don't think it looked but bad still once better he locked it in. Exactly. He applies it like Sean on Brett mm. in Survivor mm. Series 1997. Yeah. The wrong leg. And yeah, the wrong Brett leg, yeah. corrects him and yeah. tells him to put it on the right way, that fucker. Mm. Yeah. But he put didn't the, have breath with the bullet in his own gun, right? Or put yeah. the bullet in his gun. Well, Shivani calls it a reverse figure four. You said it, Frank, and the win for Mister Garvin at sixteen fifty. Also, the iconic, um, the oh, the you didn't even mention that <laughs> for those uh, listening on TV. But you got to <laughs> see the 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 image of it. It is an iconic image, or at least the the famous he's, image. From he's this. fooling us because he's got the old. Uh, the hammer jammer on and it's not hurting them right and then so he like makes a silly face look it up just just look it up google like ron garvin funny face it's the yeah. first thing that'll pop up yeah. if you it's want pretty hilarious if you have that kind of time in your day <laughs> google that <laughs> if they're listening to this podcast they got time on their hands well yeah. also uh so with all that said 4.2 out of 10 ending was fun for me like most of the match was just not my favorite and that's uh, all I have to say about this match. What you guys have the rating for for this match? I gave this match a two star out of five. So we're right on the money, pretty much. Yeah, two stars tied with my bushwhacker uh, Rouge. It's Rougeau pretty funny Marge. that my rating is the highest at a two point five out of five because I go. swore you were going to dig this, Frank, because it was your home skill. Keeping it yeah, real. I thought I was. I thought I would, but mm-hmm. yeah, it just didn't do it for me. It's funny because, like I said, I like back then, like I did not dig this match and like like it's not great you know but like yeah, 2.5 yeah. is average for me and like i thought it was an average it was entertaining enough yeah. well like look dude to put it in perspective um any old school wwf i'm gonna watch we're mm-hmm. rating these things very like we're being harsh we're being yeah, serious yeah, yeah. you know we just reviewed the survivor series and i think i gave most of those matches a 1.8 <laughs> a 2.1 yeah, like mm-hmm. so already i'm enjoying this show better than that one yeah um but yeah, so after this feud ended real quick, uh, Garvin was about to feud with Rick Martel. They actually cut promos on each other, but it never happened. They cut it short. Garvin left. Mm. The end of Frank's boy. Mm. Garvin's out of the company. Mean Gene is uh, backstage with Mr. Perfect, where he revealed that he drew the perfect number. Yeah. Number 30. Once again, they're putting the the uh, prestige on this this match and and drawing the numbers and it's so cool because there's no title on the line there's nothing really at stake but they yeah. they they just they want to win it's mm-hmm. they all give a shit and so we give a shit all right we have this segment brother love he's he's gonna have a a quick interview segment with sensational queen sherry 
the most annoying character in the the world for me when I was a kid was Brother Love, I think. Uh, but I guess he Maybe did his so. job well. Yeah. Seeing him now, he was a really good prick heel. I just don't know what the money was in having like this guy out there, you know, like doing these like interactions. I don't know. I want to spend too much time on this segment, and I don't know if you guys want to, but I just have to say this was just a means to an end to build towards the Dusty Rhodes yeah. Sapphire versus Macho Man and Queen yeah. Sherry at WrestleMania six, which would be taking place. And I just felt like the only uh, quick notes I had on this were just how ruthless Sherry was just ragging on Sapphire and Dude, so mean. it just, so yeah. mean, like how ugly. I think brother love was, was worse though. No, for sure. I think yeah. so too. Yeah. In their opinion, Sapphire was this ugly overweight person mm-hmm. and, yeah. You know, Sapphire in all her glory with the yellow polka dots to match Dusty. But um, Sherry was healing it up to her credit. And oh, yeah. Damn good. Yeah. I feel like um, Sherry was absolutely like doing an act. I felt like Brother Love actually like was shitting on this woman, you know, like. But to Brother Love's credit, he sells the shit out of a slap. He does. I'm just. Dude, I never, even like now, like I can't take him. I don't think yeah. he's entertaining. Like, I don't think he's funny. Like, yeah, I agree. I mean, they, yeah. they get heat because I want to see him get beat up and hurt for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You know, like I remember like his thing with uh, Roddy at uh, WrestleMania 5. Like, I just wanted Roddy Piper to fucking yeah. stomp yeah. this dude. Oh, that's what Morton Downey like, Jr., yeah, I love sure. that segment. Yeah, yeah, he uh, uses the fire extinguisher on him. Mm-hmm. But um, the brother Don't love blow thing, no I... more smoke in my yeah, face. No more smoke. <laughs> I just never got brother love, man. Like, yeah, I mean, look, he was a, an '80s heel, but it was not. There was no uh, payoff. And what a as they weird, like you know, like pick. Like we're gonna make him a a evangelical preacher mm-hmm. like I, I don't it's mm-hmm. so weird it's just so weird it was yeah like, controversial at the time it's it's very weird I, i'll fun fact i didn't understand it when i was a kid like why is he so red why is he so mm-hmm. red i thought he was you know really worked up um <laughs> i didn't like look the segment was pretty brutal but like sherry anytime i could see sherry i'm actually into it yeah and uh dusty and you know Mach got got in there and did their thing I have to mention on the way out with this segment, Dusty and Sapphire, they have to dance because Vince loves dancing, right? <laughs> you got to dance. It sure does. So embarrassing. It's like, what the fuck? What is this? This is why when Cody, this is why when Cody's like, I got to come back and get the one. I'm like, look how they fucking embarrass your dad, dude. I know. Well, you know, Cody stuff. will dance when he yeah, wins. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I know but that they, Dusty Rhodes the had there, a but... run before yeah. this, though. Add another he's... W in there. That's what yeah, he's yeah. referring to. Like, Dusty had a shot. At yeah, the no. world title, yeah. At so Bruno, that's I just think they embarrass they they embarrass Dusty one hundred percent. They let him shine one hundred percent. And I'm not this big Dusty guy, but like yeah. when I think when I hear Cody go like this is the one that got away, it's sort of like dude, that company embarrassed your family mm-hmm. more often than not, you know. But whatever. No, it's, it's neither here nor there. I can't defend some of that. No, but I, I know what you, I know what you're saying. I also know this what is Duke full, is saying about yeah. this pre, is like pre. full um. Vince mode of like shitting on NWA guys like Ronnie yeah. Garvin. Yeah. yeah. You know, like to their, you know, to their credit, you know, um, 
they they got the statue of Dusty. It seems like they respect him now. Go figure, right? Yeah, All these years yeah. later. And I mean, he had a big thing. You know, he has a lot to do with NXT right. coaching and stuff like that. But Frank's right. Like in that moment, like put him Dancing in full. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. put him in polka dots and try to embarrass him. Guess what? Tell me he's not over in 1990, though. No, yeah. And that's you what know? Bruce Pritchard will tell you. Like, you know, yeah, polka exactly. dots, it doesn't matter. He was still over. I mean, that's what I don't like about Bruce Pritchard. It's like, yeah, dude, but imagine if he wasn't in fucking polka dots. Right, you know? right, yeah. right. And he was just cool. Like, exactly. Was previous, you know? Yeah, anyway. it wasn't. He wasn't over from the for the dance moves, right? Yeah, and real exactly. quick, before we move on from the segment, no way do they, they can't do this now. No, no way. Oh like, man, call somebody heavy and all that shit. Like no. Well, way. no, dude. I know, I know. <clears throat> it was, it was, you know, heels like comedians think they can get away with anything sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk about this next match. It was the last match before the main, uh, before the Royal Rumble. It was Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Big Boss Man. Boss Man was slick, still kind of big at this point, but slimming mm-hmm. down slowly yeah. but surely. Uh, and I was reading that as part of his upcoming babyface run. He had gone on a weight loss regimen and he was down to 270 here from wow. a previous 350. Holy years crap. Before that. Good for him. So good for him. Uh, and Duggan coming out, waving old glory. No music. Crowd loves it. Real quick. Because I started thinking this during this match. Do we know when Duggan started waving the flag? In the WWF or in general? Yeah, no, in WWF, because like he didn't come in waving the flag like at WrestleMania 4 when he's in that tournament. Stuff, this felt didn't. like the first time I remember seeing him on pay-per-view waving it. Yeah, I'm why just would this curious. Be the time? Yeah, I don't know. That's what yeah, I, I, I really I was wondering if you guys maybe would know, but he just like comes out waving the flag and he's like USA. And it's interesting because like previously he wasn't doing that. No, if uh, Roadman Zern or anybody with uh, yeah. some wrestling knowledge, if you could tell I'm us. I'm sure Zern knows. Yeah, Zern or somebody back there. Our professor, uh, Iron Mike Zern. Yeah, or, or Ed, maybe you know. But one of these guys, uh, tell us when Duggan brought the American flag. You know, I know he always had that two, boy, two by four because that yes, was, that was on sure. the other arm for yep. him uh, yep. in this match. Not many guys with weapons anymore, I'm, uh, I wanted to point out, other than maybe <laughs> uh, Pac with the hammer. Yeah, <laughs> right, lately. But he doesn't carry it out like, uh, you know, nah. all proud and shit. <laughs> Nobody comes out with weapons or uh, animals. Nobody anymore. Huh. Right now. Yep. Cody tried coming out with his dog until he got scared by the pyro. And then they never, you never saw. Yeah, the dog they, again. they really shouldn't bring animals nah, out for that reason. No. Yeah, exactly. He's terrified the dog on yep. TV. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, Frank, you're not a fan of boss, man. We've no. established that. How about Duggan? Um, not like a huge fan. I, I, I liked Duggan when I was younger, you know, I remember thinking like, you know, seeing him come out and yell and all that was cool, but <laughs> not like a fan of like his wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. and, and another guy who I met. So I have a little side story. I, when I met Jim Duggan was that I was, it was one of these signing conventions that me and dude would go to, but that one I was going to meet Scott Hall and Jim Duggan, I met before. And he kind of threw some shade at Scott Hall. He was like, because I had a Razor Ramon shirt on. Oh, wow. And, and he kind of like took a shot and he was like, is he going to show up? And I was like, supposedly, you know, and he goes, all right, we'll see or whatever. He said something like that to me. Oh, like, wow. Super nice to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, like being like defensive 
razor guy, I was mm-hmm. just like, you know, I was like, well, fuck off. I, I was like, gonna say? I'm wearing a razor shirt. You know what I mean? It's like, wow. whatever, dude. but wow. like, I never forgot that. I was like, I kind of took a shot at razor, you know, huh. but uh, clearly didn't like him. Like his attitude was, he was being nice, but you could see in his face. He's like, I do not like that guy. Mm. Whatever whatever wow. their issue is. Yeah. But anyway, that's side. WCW I stuff. Maybe probably. Yeah. Like I did. I've always liked, enjoyed seeing Jim Duggan, but like, I don't necessarily think of him for matches you mm-hmm. know i just like as a personality who comes out and it's exciting pop a crowd cool but that's it and that's how i felt with this match to be honest well i was not a fan of duggan then i yeah. respect him now wholeheartedly i think uh he's another one i saw him on the legends uh house uh you know years but he seems like he could be grumpy like he definitely yeah. seems like you know he's not super uh sweetheart guy you think he would be yeah. but Probably not in my top 100 favorite wrestlers. Dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what about Ooh. you? Top 100? Probably not. Yeah, I would. You're asking me if he's in my top 100? It just where is he? Are you a, were you a fan? Are you a fan? Yeah, I'm a fan of Hacksaw. Okay. I think, um, like Frank said, I don't want to like watch his matches or anything, but I, I always enjoyed like his interviews. You know, um, one thing that comes to mind for me, two things actually, him and Sean on Raw. I love mm-hmm. that match. Like it's mm-hmm. my favorite hacksaw match. And um I thought that there was a missed opportunity when Hogan turned to the NWO. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Hacksaw like cut a promo on him and I thought they could have like a cool, you know, just a little match. Hogan would obviously win, but I mm-hmm. I'm sure Hogan wasn't interested in working with Jim Duggan. Yeah. Because yeah. um, right. he was like flying the WCW colors, you know. But um, Hacksaw and Bossman, to me, they're like all timers. Like, I have love for both of them. So, yeah. like, you know, yeah, it's, they're it's, not it's, on, it's... yeah, not on any favorite list of mine. But you know, like I said before, we're watching this. I'll watch this stuff all day, every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm being hard on this match here. Probably mm-hmm. it is a brawl, and there's yeah. bear hugs and everything, but the kitchen sink thrown at Hacksaw by Bossman, but. Duggan wouldn't give up. That's kind of the story. Eventually, Hacksaw took control. Uh, Slick interfered, which gave Bossman the upper hand. Duggan still wouldn't give up. Anyway, Bossman got caught using the nightstick, DQ'd at 613. And honestly, post-match, the crowd didn't seem to care about the DQ because they just went nuts for Duggan using that 2 by 2 by 4 They just wanted to see him wax some people yeah. with the 2 by 4 And um, yeah, with all that said, like, these are guys, like you said, dude, they're all timers. They're, uh, they're just, they're classic. Uh, Hacksaw is like damn wrestling. near like a household name. I want to say even. Right. Right. Like he's pretty damn noticeable. Like he's yeah, pretty recognizable. Yeah, he is. I'd agree. And I enjoy seeing these characters so much mm-hmm. now. So it's not like, um, you know, I'm just saying to be cr- critical and talk yeah, yeah, about it for keep sure. it real. Yeah. I can't be too hard on it, even though it's not like anything super memorable I, a 3.6 out of 10 that's mm-hmm. where i'm at with it quick brawl um i like seeing the guys but not my favorites at I, least I, it was quick yeah for sure <laughs> that's the best thing i could say about it too yeah. i gave it one star out of five mm-hmm. it, it was just boring to me mm-hmm. you know and um you know no rooting uh, interest for you either so yeah no that... rooting interest. yeah i was like very disinterested about the whole thing but uh crowd loves hacksaw you know um and i i, I like slick you know <laughs> so like, that's about it but yeah it was it did really did i don't do think these guys mesh well either by the way no nah, yeah that's it just it just seemed i don't know 
it just seemed like all over the place, like in not a good way. It just was like two guys going at it. But in, in odd, for two big boys, it seemed extra boring. Right. So, yeah, it just did nothing for me. No disrespect to either guy. Just wasn't. Yeah, no me. disrespect at all. Because yeah. once again, uh, Survivor Series 2022, uh, the War Games men's match, I think I had it like a 1.8. So I like yeah. this match yeah. better yeah. than yeah. the War More. Games <laughs> match of today. So, yeah. Duke, what'd you have on this match? Um, I had it at a 2.5. Oh, wow. out of five just right down the average middle. yeah just yeah. an average match i'm sorry i had this at a two sorry oh, two garvin valentine was 2.5 yeah so two out of five just yep. good to see the old uh faces the old yeah characters. and like nothing special happened it was you know kind of below average it was quick it was very unmemorable so. yeah well very memorable was the main or forgettable event. forgettable the word, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The undercard itself wasn't the strongest, uh, if we're being honest. And we 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 could hear that in some of our uh, rank yeah. or ratings here. But we're going to get into the main event, which was the Royal Rumble match. And before we do, there's some comments, very long comments from the participants. <laughs> I'm going to rattle off just a couple of the names. If you guys have anything to share that you remember them saying or, or you know, any kind of fun little quotes. But I have one or two. So we saw uh, Demolition, Earthquake, and Dino Bravo. Dusty was in there, the Rockers. We got to Hercules, and I and I liked to uh, note that he called it the Rumble Royal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he couldn't wait to win the Rumble Royal. Yeah. Uh, Rick Martel, Tito Santana, Jimmy Snuka, Akeem, which I got to say, before we move on, we had a nice debate a couple Ooh, days ago. Holy moly. Frank, I kind of was in agreement with you, and I was trying to explain to Mike, our roadman, the one-man gang, Akeem, he didn't have a tough face. He kind of yeah. looked like... Yeah, yeah. Now, will you explain your stance on that? Well, you know, I I don't know if it's that he lacks any kind of bone structure and <laughs> at any part of his body or what, because like his face is just too round and soft. He's just like a big soft boy. <laughs> and when he's one man gang, at least he dressed tough. Mm-hmm. But as a keen, then you put him in a silly outfit, mm-hmm. have him dance. And also, is this another Dusty? A shot mm-hmm. at Dusty? I don't know. Another also thing couldn't be on. done nowadays, I don't think. Right? Yeah, exactly. Character. Absolutely. I don't know. Not. Like when you see the But guy, even with like, one man gang, I was trying to explain to Mike, we were thinking like he just don't look tough in the face. And, mm-hmm. and Mike was getting very offended. He's, saying, he's a family man. He's a good guy. I'm, I'm not saying he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I he's, just don't, and, and he's huge, right? Like, what do they bill him as? Like six, five, oh, three, yeah. fifty. He's a crazy big dude. numbers. Yeah, he's like the, the four he's bills. Tall. Yeah, yeah. Like the his billing is like you're like, oh, this is a monster. And then you look at the guy, and you're just like, ah, oh. like I can't <laughs> listen. One man gang. I think he looks at least cool, but even mm-hmm. then, he doesn't look tough in the face. Mm-hmm. Then you get rid of all of the tough guy persona and just have him as like wearing the yellow and blue shit. I don't know, dude. And like his face, I, it's hard to describe the it's face. Like goofy. He's got guy. It's just a giant. There's some. Well, what did I? What did I call him, my, uh, Duke? What did I say to uh, Zern? I kept saying something, and he's like, "Oh, he's just got a uh, a nice guy face or something like that." I forget the term I used, but he, he didn't. Said like he looked I mean, like there's a teddy bear. Or oh yeah, I called him a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I he think looks too, nice. like um, <laughs> seeing him as a keem, it's so like fucking ridiculous yeah so like i don't know if that has tarnished the overall like memory of him but like in the uwf when i saw him i didn't think he looked fucking like a teddy bear or anything yeah exactly you know what i mean but i don't know 
I don't. That's what Zern and you were saying was uh, we need to go back and watch UWF and see how well, no, scary he Mike was. Mike was more adamant about like how, you know. Intimidating he looked. Yeah. But um, and the UWF, I'll, I'll comment on what I saw. I didn't think he looked like a damn teddy bear, you know, and <laughs> okay. this for sure. He looked he's it's a joke when right. you see him in this. It's a fucking joke, dude. It's like you have to accentuate certain things to like make this sure. image, right? Like, absolutely. If I, if I shave my beard tomorrow, you may say I look like the fucking mm-hmm. team, dude. you know, to <laughs> yeah. jump, whatever, because like like all, all of a sudden, all of a sudden I'm a big chubby baby, you yeah. know, instead. But like, wait, are look, you wearing that yellow hoodie <laughs> in honor of Akeem? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Akeem, I thought that's why you're shout. Now that's no, a Hulk. But like, that's my shot, point, right. you know, and you're never going to see me with it. You're never going to see me with a shaved yeah, face because I don't want to look like a giant baby boy <laughs> around the street. But you know? Akeem was rocking a beard at one point. He had a beard, but he needed something else. Yeah, it's just. You got a mask. That fucking outfit, <laughs> like yeah. that was it. Like, yeah, come on, yeah. man. Like, yeah, that was a was little. A side, it was a side note. I had to clear that up. Speaking of yellow, though, yellow IC title belt around the waist mm. of Ultimate Warrior. Warrior man. Uh, who, by the way, said in this promo, it was one of the long Warrior promos. Which personally, I like Warriors promos, but he said I that, actually really like this promo because there, there's one part that I always remembered that he said, and I always enjoyed it. We'll say it. What, do you remember what it is? Hulk Hogan, you walk with a different force field around you. I always thought that was <laughs> I awesome. love it. Love it. Well, he said specifically, and this should come back later, there's no teams, only enemies. And he was very clear about saying that. So when we get to the, to the part in the Rumble, where he shouldn't be too uh, mad about it. He said it. There's no teams, <laughs> only enemies. Macho Man was in there looking like royalty. Macho King, excuse me. Yeah, Macho um, King. Which we'll get to who should have won later, but Macho King is in here. Powers wow. of Pain, Heart Foundation, Hulk Hogan towards the end. Well, Honky Tonk Man, I skipped over him because he's almost starting to be an afterthought. Last time we reviewed something, we were talking about how they were just shining the light so bright on him, you know, and then this one, he's kind of already being forgotten, phased out, you know, just yeah. two years yeah. later. Um, Hulk Hogan. So juiced up. Million dollar I'm watching man. with someone and, and it's just, they're saying, uh, he looks like a burnt hot dog. He's just, <laughs> he's just yeah. so tan and his eyes That's are true. bloodshot. They're watering. Yeah. He's, he's like coming out of his skin. You know what I mean? He's, he's so juvie juice, brother. Oh, he's so swole, man. It was uh, it was crazy. Hogan's cutting the promo last. These are all the uh, participants talking about their comments or giving their comments before the big match. Something I think it's the old school in me, but I think you can benefit from this. Like you could still do this. Maybe not every guy, but have these guys talk about it a little bit before the main event next this year. Probably not. Right. Um, Fink, the greatest of all time is in the ring to announce the rules. Uh, no WrestleMania shot uh, as of yet. No shot at the title at WrestleMania. This is not a thing. So this is just literally for fun. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> a, a, a yeah. They didn't even um, say like no. You know, in the no NWA, stakes. they would do like the bunkhouse stampedes, and you would win like ten thousand dollars. None of that. No, just no gonna, money. None of this. Gonna have a money. rumble. We're gonna have a rumble. It's the show rum- up. It's the Rumble Royal, according to Hercules. Yeah. Two minute intervals, which would change over time. It would go down to a minute and a half. Let's start it out. The man who drew number one is the million dollar man, as we found out earlier, Ted DiBiase. Him and Coco Beware, who was number two, 
start this thing out. And DiBiase early on eliminating Coco Beware and Marty Janetti, who was number three, back to back. You could see uh, they're already making Million Dollar Man, the guy to beat in this thing early on, getting them some early eliminations. I wanted to ask you guys, do you like music upon entering the rumble for the guys? Do you think that's a necessary thing? Or do you like to hear the pop when a guy comes out without the music? Hmm. Interesting. I think I like the, I think I like the music to hit. Um, but they may just be because I'm so used to it. Yeah. Like, I feel the, you now. took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Just used to it. When we're watching this, like with no music, like, it's cool too yeah it is cool you know yeah. but i think the pops. yeah like one that comes to mind is aj styles when yeah. he debuted you like love that. The, you heard this music and like, like everybody just kind of like stopped and like roman stops and he's looking sure. and then it says i'm phenomenal yeah so i think there is something to that mm-hmm. but yeah, i don't agree never with change. you i agree with you frank i think it is like probably because we're used to it yeah well, I only asked that because I think they were dubbing over the music early on to do it. Like, so Janetti came in at number three to the rockers theme song. Mm-hmm. Nobody else comes out to their music. Hmm. It's very hmm. weird. Like not even yeah. Sean when he comes out as a rocker. So it's just like, I didn't get it. Like, interesting. Yeah. It was just a little, a nu- uh, little nugget. Can we talk about the fucking bunch of ingrates in this match? Nobody would give that number up to Ted all that money <laughs> and no one would like give a number up. This poor guy's come in at number one. That's you a think flaw. Jack Tunney, like, um, like banned any sort of sale of numbers or something at this point. <laughs> well, bro, not to spoil it, not to spoil it, but, um, a guy like even number 12, the red rooster, he could have used a couple bucks. Exactly. He could have oh, got a new rooster. haircut. Yeah, dude, yeah. me having to explain Terry Taylor and the Red Rooster, <laughs> it was just like, oh my god! How gosh. do you explain? I still thing? don't know. So if you and, got yeah, something, tell no, me. No, I have I no. What it means. Nobody has no, anything, bro. No, no yeah. answer. I've heard it, Bruce like, Pritchard. He he just says he was a rooster. Yeah, and to to tell people like, listen, this guy is good. Like this guy is super mm-hmm. legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just a fucking rooster now. We've you know? actually spent like, a what? fair amount of time on Terry Taylor on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As we should, because he was yeah. good in the ring. Yeah. I mean, he really was a nice hand. Yep. Um, so from there, I got to rattle off these next three entrants because it's like your mind starts to yeah. blow up. Jake the Snake Roberts, number three, uh, number four. Macho Man Randy Savage, number five. Macho uh, King. Excuse me, King. Rowdy Roddy Piper, number six. And they're all in the ring together. Jake, yep. Savage, Piper, DiBiase, all in yep. the ring yep. together. At one point, Jake and Piper team up momentarily uh, against uh, DiBiase and Savage. I mean, you said it, Frank, early on, like the star power in this match. We're going to probably keep coming back to it because that's yep. what makes this up there with the 92, right? It's the star power. Yeah, yeah. It's killer. It's it was very star- weird for me. To see um Savage and DiBiase working together though. Right. That was yeah. like so weird because I look at them as like I look at DiBiase like his all-time rival in WWF to me is Mach. Mm-hmm. Or you know, Hogan. and like but yeah. I think Macho, honestly, like because of that WrestleMania four um the tournament. Uh, yeah, because I feel like the DiBiase Hogan thing turned into Andre Hogan more. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, so it's like weird for me to. You're forgetting about like, uh, Money Inc. versus Beefcake and Hogan at yes, WrestleMania Nine. That's true. Yes. <laughs> no, but yeah, I hear uh, DBS. That's t- that's interesting. What's his his uh, most iconic feud? Virgil's got to be up there. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, but it's dude, it's <laughs> so star studded. And I don't know. What do you guys think about the booking? I made a note that I think this is booked really well to let there be a separation between mm-hmm. all the stars but do you think this was a mistake having all these big guns out early no i think it's cool i mm. think it's cool and like um sorry to just to go back we mentioned virgil i really like what virgil was doing like around the ring the keeping ted in the ring mm-hmm. you know and guys he would just come out he, the referee wasn't looking he pushed tried to push it. i thought virgil really played his you know role well in this rumble there was a lot That's of a good point. manager stuff and i had that circled as well yeah like um they added more star power to it yeah bobby actually like has a thing with mr fuji which was cool you know heels two heels yeah Yeah. which was weird you know that didn't really happen no No, you're right but what i think is so great about it's like what you said i there's you're watching this and pretty early on you have a stacked Mm-hmm. ring of dudes who you know are going to stick around for quite a bit in the match mm-hmm. you know so it just makes the match quality i mean when you have quality guys it makes the match quality just better overall right so it's like nothing worse than watching a rumble we get to like 97 or 98 rumble where it's like 26 of the guys are like dog shit you yeah. know what i mean and you just have a few. it's like at least here it's like oh here's a bunch of them they're going to be yep. around you could drop in a couple guys who are soon to be stars like brett comes out oh yeah you know stuff like that or like mid card guys, upper mid card Rick Martels. It's like it's cool to see all this, and then you hit them with more bangers, you know. So I think I thought I think it's cool. That's a great point. They started to bring in guys from like other companies, or yeah, at yep. some point in ninety seven, ninety eight. Mm-hmm. But the crowd was absolutely lit for these uh, guys early on. And you mentioned Brett, but before him, Warlord comes out at number seven. Yeah. Um, still no eliminations other than Coco Beware and Janetti, who we mentioned. Warlord as out at number seven, Bret Hart at number eight and Piper and Brett teaming up. I mean, they were kind of for a moment sent me back to my, my childhood days. Um, Speaking of my childhood, this is how dumb I was as a kid. Like (laughs) I should have been tested for all kinds of issues with my brain. I thought they actually made the ring bigger for this. Mm match or event even i was like so my mind was blown that they could fit all these wrestlers in this ring so i was just well uh, they did lie to you though and say like the ring has been reinforced and stuff maybe that's why i thought that's yeah that might be why you think that or i was just you know special but jake the snake roberts eliminated by the macho man randy savage fairly early on yeah it's kind of a bummer but i guess they were uh you know, they would settle that later. My, Jake would get even, right? He'd have the fucking little cobra <laughs> right on on uh, on Mach's arm. I, I just think it's funny how, like, Mach and Jake have heat and rumbles for, like, years to come. You know, because even, yeah. even in 92, they're still beefing yep. in, mm-hmm. the middle of the, in the middle of the match. I think it's so funny. Yeah, it's early on. So Jake's out. Macho Man protecting DiBiase, mm. like you mentioned, Duke, is yeah, super weird. bizarre. So yeah. weird. Kept like saving him from being yeah, eliminated. Yeah, strange. And before we get too deep in, I want to ask you guys if you noticed something that I enjoyed about this, that I enjoy about old school wrestling. Besides guys that are in a tag team, 
everybody had a very distinctive look. There were all different colors, mm-hmm. you know, and like yeah. I like that about this match. Like, um, did you guys feel the same way? Like about 100%, that? Like 100%. every it was very like you knew who everybody was because like not everyone was wearing black and fucking kick pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they like, wore their character on yeah. in their attire. It and was like very besides, weird. you know, the powers of pain, you knew they were together, the Heart Foundation, the Rockers, yeah. but like, you know, Hogan wore yellow, you know, um Rude had the fucking um airbrush pants, like yeah. Warrior had the tassels. Like you knew who everybody was, and yeah. I like that distinct like well, look for everybody. Sharon mentioned uh <clears throat> the macho man's blue colored tights. She's like, how come no one ever wore that color again? Because it is a very distinct, weird blue. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Someone needs to, though. That's yeah, cool. that outfit always. I always remember that outfit, the blue and orange. And he's like, so tan. It's yeah. Like, oh, my God. He's like he's, you know, standing out like a sore thumb. I am 100 percent in on that, Duke, though. They're all their characters are so distinct. This is mm-hmm. why we love going back and watching this, at least mm-hmm. you and I. I know for Frank, a lot of these guys well, are in his favorites as well, though. And it's funny because, like, you guys know, like. I don't, you know, I don't stress like the gear as much, you know, but I still care like you guys. I still do care, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't memorize tons of guys gear except maybe like perfects, you know, cause they're so iconic certain color schemes. But like, I found myself talking about all these different looks during this match. Especially really? since I'm watching with somebody who's more green to the game, you know, but it was like, I found myself talking about, you know, Hogan's gear and like, and like Warriors gear matches, obviously, you know, like all these different dudes, all Rick Rudes, of course, you know, and like, I was like talking about like the different, and I was just like, man, there's something to it in this match that mm-hmm. all these unique outfits were, you know, I was, it's very had, aesthetically I had a conversation about a bunch mm-hmm. of guys, you know, their outfits. In, in that's, the match. that's what I was talking about. That just must yeah. be good. Know, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not the only one. No, you're definitely not. And not even the people we were watching with, I guess were taking notice, but it was very aesthetically pleasing to look at like this. It's a, it's a good looking match, man. The, the colors are all there. Do you um, think that there's something to that? Like for wrestling today? Do you well, think I wanted that to ask guys you guys, should you... have like, um, you know, like a distinct look? I think even like as a business, like you should like, um, you know, like when you release your new action figures, like don't you want yeah. that action figure to look like, you that know, version? Yeah, when you take your kid to the toy aisle, and they're like, "Oh man, it's fucking," I don't know, pick a current guy, Kenny Austin Omega. Theory. Yeah, Kenny Omega. Oh, but he doesn't look like this anymore because yeah, now yeah. Kenny Omega has the fucking Lemmy. You right, know, right, like right, yeah. so. Like I think that guys should be and girls should be conscious of that and like stick to brand that character. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you're oh, yeah. you're trying you I think Cody's trying to do it with brand. the robe, I guess. Yeah, um, I, although... I think his stuff is pretty besides the colors, you know, he might he might switch white and red and blue, but it's pretty much the same all the time. Well, I wanted and to I ask you guys, who do you think know. has, um, if you had to say like, oh, yo, like that guy's gear nowadays, like, I, oh, that's so distinct or it's so cool looking or who, I mentioned Kenny Omega because I do think he at least wears cool tights sometimes. Yeah, he like he tries. Yeah, but then like with his facial hair, like he might have yeah. a beard one week and then right. like, a, and like, I don't give a shit, but like, I'm just saying that as a kid, who like wanted the figure to look like yeah. 
you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I guess Roman's black I think pants. I, yeah, I think Penta has a very distinct yeah, look. The Penta. colors might change. Yeah. Um, I think I mean, Orange Baker, Cassidy is very distinct, even yeah, though it's not wrestling gear. Technically. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Britt Baker, which she always has the same gear. It's just like different colors, mm-hmm. basically. You know, like I think that that's where Darby. I don't know. It's it's a conversation for another day, but yeah. I just yeah. think that there's something to everybody having a distinct look. Yeah, you know, they do it, all it makes look very much unique, similar you know? nowadays. The guys, yeah. a lot of guys look similar. It's it's their jobs to uh, stand out, though, right? Right, I mean, for sure. It's your job. Dusty uh, Rhodes. Well, first we have Bad News Brown come out, and then Dusty Rhodes. Dusty's coming out right away. Right away eliminates Macho Man, and this is another way to continue their feud going in the WrestleMania. Cool ass elimination, by the way. Very cool. Macho, like that was insane. That, he hit that, that shit hard. Backdrop, like oof. But I wanted to ask you guys: the Rumble as a way to set up feuds, it's always been a thing. Clearly, you go back to this OG one, this early '88, '89, '90. They're setting up feuds. What do you think um, about like the idea of all right? He threw me out. I uh, now I want to fight him. It's like every man from like why does why are some yeah. more, you know, like. Oh man, I'm so mad you threw me out, but uh, nobody else is mad they got thrown out. You know, some people like, get hurt feelings easier, man. I guess so. It's when it's personal, you know, when you already don't you don't like a guy and he's the guy who tosses you. Well, in Piper's defense, he got pulled over after True, true. You know what I mean? Bad news done. was already eliminated. Yeah. yeah. So he owed him a receipt. A fun fun little thing I want to point out about bad news was when they were doing like their little promos before the rumble bad news goes he ends his with like and i never lose or something i was like well that's a lie (laughs) (laughs) that's true i was yeah i was gonna get to the piper and bad news um but before we do that because technically andre the giant who could barely move he comes out at number 11 Mm -hmm. and he's mixing it up with dusty and piper and that was cool to see like just the the interaction you know between dusty and andre uh we mentioned the red rooster he's out at number 12 doesn't last very long at all he goes out by andre and you guys mentioned it bad news brown and piper eliminating each other basically and that's like a stampede connection maybe duke what do you think Mm -hmm. for sure uh probably i mean no i mean they're both from that area i don't know if they ever crossed paths there Um, okay i don't know I, I just was, I was confused never, by that feud. Yeah, I was never in the Bad News Brown, like, at all. I thought he sucked. Like, <laughs> even, like, as a kid, I just didn't care. Like, I thought he was very bland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was a waste of a feud with Piper. Quite I, I would actually agree. I mean, this was uh, – Piper was – going to hollywood it was it was it's my favorite piper too long-haired baby face piper Mm -hmm. so axe is out axe and smash within a couple picks or a couple draws of each other you have axe haku and smash as well to even odds a little bit exactly and we're right in the middle (laughs) of the colossal connection and we have um at one point, it's Axe and dusty Rhodes double elbowing andre i love that spot so much dude pretty cool yeah i always loved the the demolition beatdown mm -hmm. when they would just like axe handle people to the mat i always thought that was cool yeah um real quick yes for both of you guys axe or smash Mm. Mm. demolition and demolition Mm -hmm. i like i like axe okay yeah 
I always went Smash, and I okay. don't, I don't know why. I just always I think Smash. Smash was like the louder one and stuff yeah. like that. He, I'm gonna kick your stinking teeth. I think now I would go Axe. Yeah, Axe. I was an Axe guy. Yeah. Okay, here comes it. Well, what do you guys think about tag team guys being in the Royal Rumble? This one wasn't for the world title, but did you guys ever feel like it's a waste of two guys or no? Because I liked it. I just like random I, I tag like team it. guys being Yeah, in. like, I always like it, but there is always that feeling of, like, well, you're neither of you is winning. <laughs> right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. right away. So, mm-hmm. like, I get how it can hurt as, like, the Rumble overall, but, I, I mean, I like it. I Like, yeah. you, you're telling me, like, I don't, I'm not going to get Bret Hart because he's partnered with Jim. Oh, Hart. right. You know what exactly. I mean? It's sort of mm-hmm. like, no, nah, it's like, no, nah, I, I want to see them both in there, but, you know, you have that feeling, like, well... Unless they're splitting up one of your top yeah. tag teams, and at you know, this Axe time, ain't that's taking more it. rare. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I like it because previously, the year before, Axe and Smash fought each other, wasn't that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was one-on-one. fucking awesome. Like you don't yeah. even, one and you know, and that would happen later years that. too. Yeah, with other tag teams. So DiBiase, by the way, is still in the match halfway through, showing off that he's an Iron Man. Uh, he we're halfway through the Royal Rumble, and the manager number one is still in the ring. Million Dollar Man, Teddy Biasi. And in this Rumble, you can see that if you watch Royal Rumbles now or even the last 20 years, especially the last 10 years, there's a lot more spots, a lot more action. But this is more about the crowd erupting when someone's just being held on the top rope. Like the crowd is definitely still into it, but they're not like digesting a ton of spots and predetermined like, okay, like you flip over him and then you'll hit him and it's it all works out perfectly to get it's. A little more of a brawl, right? Just to yeah. get a guy over the top rope. Um, we mentioned how this is for no stakes at all, but the crowd's still invested. And we did get like a demolition colossal connection showdown in the middle of this match. You guys touched <laughs> on it. That would lead to the match at WrestleMania as well, right? Like it's another one that they were building towards. They fought yep. at Mania, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so we had a keen Yeah, because and- they right. I'm pretty sure demolition lost the belts to them at like a house show. If I remember correctly. Oh, before this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Akeem and Jimmy Snooker are out 16 and 17. And we're a little more than halfway through. And uh, as soon as we go out, Akeem is thrown out by Snooker immediately. It was a very like I wasn't expecting that. I thought he would have a tiny bit of a run, but he was only in there for two minutes. 31 seconds was Akeem. Uh, Maybe too much of a teddy bear in there. For the rumble. About about Snooker too. I, I don't know if you guys caught this. Like he gets into it with DiBiase at one point. He's just kind of wandering around the ring. Mm-hmm. Snooker. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He gets into it with DiBiase, and DiBiase gives him a full blown pile driver, and Snooker just stands up. Yeah, <laughs> yep. he just stands well, up. Well, that's that's the thing. The Samoan uh-huh. guys, hard heads. Yeah, but exactly. I did catch that. But then later, the Warrior comes in. And smashes Snooker's head into the ring, you know, the turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah. And like he sells it mm. yeah, because the warrior is a fucking maniac and doesn't yeah. know anything. Well, he, yeah, yeah Snooker no sold that pile driver for sure. It was, uh, it but that was their thing it. though. That was their thing. At hard heads. So I want to mention <laughs> in the I actually love that. They still acknowledge that too in wrestling. Yeah. Oh, the hard heads, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I don't know where did that originate. I guess OG. Smiles got it. hard heads and big butts, baby. There it Just is. Took a power driver, but you know what? He took the power driver and stood up. But DiBiase didn't look stoked nope. about it. He didn't right. look like he gave. Well, a I feel like, he was like once again, like I feel like DiBiase maybe didn't know like that was yeah. his thing because yeah, like yeah, yeah. Snooker like takes it and then like shook and like 
And then DiBiase was like, all right, I'm done with you. Yeah, exactly. It was was, was a weird thing. I definitely agree. I caught that too. A weird exchange. I wanted to mention this. Speaking of weird, and I had to rewind it. Then, of course, I had to get into Google and try to look it up. Bret Hart quietly eliminated by Dusty Rhodes in this match, which really bothers me. Wow, Dusty got him? Dusty eliminated Bret Hart. Yeah, because that was when Andre went out? Uh, Not yet. Not who yet. did who got eliminated that we missed Brett getting eliminated? That wasn't Dre. Oh, it was Dre. I'm sorry. Okay. I think it was Axe yeah, smashed Axe through. Smashed. Yeah, my bad. We the mentioned the big that. double clothesline. Sorry, and yeah. because of that, they didn't show Brett. Real quick about Brett. Also, it's crazy because like we're all Brett guys, top five for all of us, mm-hmm. and like him being like dismissed by guys like. He, tr- he hits Haku and like Haku like brushed him off and just like walks away from him. Got no time. And for like, him. yeah, it's crazy. Isn't it weird to see him like That's that? That's what's funny about the Rumbles, you know? Because like, yeah. even, even we'll get to oh, Sean, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? And it's just like, you're just a, like, oh. A pawn. But pawn Michaels. Sean, <laughs> um, I remember like getting kind of some offense in. Brett, yeah. I feel like really didn't do shit in this and it's he just, just felt so... like another guy yeah it was a weird filler guy in the room. yeah it's crazy Very strange yeah. yeah so so forgettable that they didn't even show his elimination and I, yeah. I googled it and it says uh technically it was on camera but it was buried deep into the scenery because like you guys were saying axe smash for yeah. working to get andre out so it was but, dusty um, that eliminated him huh yeah yep. shivani and ventura oh, how about that shivani and ventura completely missed the elimination and didn't comment i heard them i think it was um just later like oh brett got eliminated like during that but like we didn't see shit shortly after yeah it was a little while and so it's just like damn that's our guy right there he's you know i was like wondering for a minute how does he how does he get eliminated again and then Mm -hmm. i missed it because you couldn't see Nightheart's in there longer than he is yeah right yeah or later anyway comes in a little later sure yeah. yeah That always bothered me as a kid when I rented this VHS, too. I was, like, hyped to see Brett, and he's, like, not even around. Cause... Dude, I couldn't watch WrestleMania 7 for years because the Hart Foundation lost. Oh. <laughs> so the world's strongest man, Dino Bravo, is out, uh, at least in 1990. The strongest man moniker has been bestowed on a lot of guys, but a at the time. Guys, yeah. Most was... memorably, uh, Bill Kazmaier, of course. <laughs> yes. Um the can- the Canadian earthquake is out next, and uh, yes, quickly dominates Dusty and Axe. He's kind of mm-hmm. like just. I feel like uh, they were building up to something with the Canadian earthquake here early on in his run, right, Duke? This is pretty early on in the uh, earthquake run. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, he wasn't called Canadian earthquake too long. Long. Yeah. I wonder too, because. Uh, Shivani just calls him Earthquake in the match, and I wonder if Vince was like, "I like that." Right? You know, like... <laughs> yeah. Well, he was the Earthquake, the Canadian Earthquake, and just Canadian Earthquake. Yeah. But yeah, so Earthquakes out make short work of Axe and Dusty Rhodes, but then um, they gang they, up. they gang up on him. the big man. What do you do when a big man's in there? Which is also very telling, right, of what they thought of them because mm-hmm. they didn't even do that with Andre at this match. You know, it was actually yeah. smash, you know, mm-hmm. but when it was when Earthquake comes out, it's everybody who's in the ring basically just says, Hey, seven guys, guy eight out. guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually yeah. thought Earthquake was like had sort of a run in this one, but I misremembered no, that. Oh, no. Short, yeah. Yeah, he comes out minutes. and smashes, but then it's yeah, that's yeah. It. they got yep. they all teamed up on him. The only minutes. time they're smart in like what they're doing in the ring, you know, like get the right. guy out of there. Yeah. They finally uh, get on the same page for a minute. 
Number 20 comes out. It's Jim the Anvil Nightheart. And as he comes out, Ted DiBiase still in the ring at this yeah. point from number one to number 20. Super duper long endurance here. And another thing I was going to say that makes the Rumble like the coolest thing is that every man for himself tagline, like we mentioned, like heels versus heels, baby versus baby faces, yeah. these little mini dream matches. And um, Anvil comes in and I don't know, man, it wasn't long because he got a tiny bit of shine. Like we said, he, I think he was uh, helping eliminate the earthquake, but yeah. then the place erupts when number 21 comes mm-hmm. out. I mean, no music again. You didn't yeah. need the music. The guy just runs out there. It's the ultimate warrior. <laughs> Dude, he runs in like a bat out of fucking hell. He throws, throws Dino Bravo right out. Um, Rick Martel's out right after that. Mm-hmm. And he comes the opposite. He's casually strolling down. Mm-hmm. You know, very slow. And I, I just always loved him in these matches for his little bit of endurance. He had a little run in here, too. But um, yeah. he has a long run in another rumble. Though. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The next year, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, I think he sets the record in the next one. Because uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yep. So we mentioned Rick Martel. Right after that is Tito Santana. And I wanted to ask you guys, because... So we have Dino Bravo and then Earthquake. Earlier, we had Axe and Smash within a bit of each other. Now we have Santana or Martel and then Santana, who conveniently just broke up as a tag team. Do you ever feel like it's like, do you ever pick, you know where I'm going with it, right? Like the convenience of these, like the way these guys come out. It's just, it's too like, um, it's too on the nose. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the middle of a feud and they happen to come out one after another. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's always that's yeah. They've kind of always done sometimes. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, here's you know Rikishi and now Scotty Too Hot or whatever it was. You know, mm-hmm. like, there's always like that thing. But what I did find funny was Rick Martel and Tito Santana going at it, and like if their backs were facing you, you couldn't tell who was who. They mm-hmm. those guys looked like yeah. identical at that yep. time. You know, and if you didn't see their face, it was like who is who in this match? They were the like, body, the mullet, wins. Yeah, the hair. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. Um, it's true. Yeah, I Chico, just think it, Chico Santana is Jesse. Chico, of course, he gets <laughs> he the Chico. As soon as he comes out, he calls him Chico. Susie Duke. So, with the uh, Martel and Santana thing, the explosion of Strike Force. Were you pro Martel, or do you remember who you liked more? Um, I didn't give a shit. I was pro Brainbusters. Oh, so when they beat them, I didn't give a shit. I was just like, give them the straps and get out. Yeah, <laughs> not even around at this point either, though. Um, I was never a strike force guy. I did not like them at mm. all. Interesting. I love the brain busters. I mean, I knew them as the horsemen. So like yeah. when they came in, I was on board. And then you put them with my favorite manager of all time, Bobby Heenan. Like, forget about it. Mm. And I was actually at WrestleMania five for that. So that's super cool. Nice. as a young lad but um real quick about the warrior like when he comes in like i love the warrior one of my all-time favorites and my all-time favorite match of all time um but he is so green oh shit. and fucking reckless in this yeah. match so like reckless. he Who does is he a drop he almost fucking breaks somebody's leg dropping him from that press slam yeah man like just chopping the shit out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Like 
throwing people into the ropes when there's guys in the way and just yeah, a yeah. hot ass mess. Yes. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you guys because Warrior was green as shit, but I was we recently reviewed a Goldberg match with my with McMichael, mm-hmm. and I remember watching that match. Like Warrior was reckless and unsafe and all, but do you think he was more cord like better than even Goldberg? Or who do you think was the more safe worker if you had to pick or the less reckless oh, worker? Man. Sorry, man, but because I'm watching them and I feel like Warriors at least like kind of moving around like a yeah WWF wrestler. Goldberg was fucking sloppy. I, I may say I Warriors think, safer. Sorry, I, I think, may think so yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say I may say Warrior safer because he's still his his repertoire is minimal, right? Like there's very few things he's gonna do. He might smash you with a clothesline. You just gotta protect yourself when he drops you like a sack mm-hmm. of shit. But beyond that, there's not a whole lot where Goldberg is throwing punches and kicks full force. Yep. He's spearing guys' souls Back out of flips. their body. Yes. You know, he's doing all this crazy shit yeah. that makes him way more dangerous, I feel, than Warrior. Yeah, I didn't... I never felt like Warrior was trying to hurt yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you know? And uh, I think that with the right dance partner, and I don't want to go too far because I do want to comment on it later, Um, I think the Warrior can have awesome matches because I yeah. think he's had two great matches. Like, exactly. All-timers. And Goldberg, we yeah. can maybe count them on yeah, two, I, two I fingers. Think, <laughs> yeah, I think Goldberg and Hogan is a big deal. And Paige and Goldberg for me. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. that's a good one, yes. Even no. actually Goldberg and Sting was pretty cool too. Mm. So uh, DiBiase still in the ring at this point with 24 guys in, and we're starting to believe, at least if you're – young whippersnapper that he might actually go all the way to the end. He, maybe he'll buy his way to the once again, know, like victory. I wonder if there was some rule, because why wouldn't he just offer the guys some cash to jump over the top? <laughs> you yeah. know, like, well, now was the time to do it, because as we're talking about it, Warrior eliminates him. Warrior throws oh, DiBiase out. There goes that. No, they don't too. use money in parts mm-hmm. unknown. Yes, exactly. Hard, right? He, he gives yeah. him a, a stiff shot. Line? Yeah. Yep. Stiff lariat. And uh, as the as the smoke clears, here comes Hulk Hogan, number twenty five. Look out! Mm-hmm. He throws out Jimmy Snuka, his old friend. He don't give mm-hmm. a shit. Nope. Haku, you're out of here. Sorry. He clearly hates the men from the islands, right? Because he's going <laughs> yeah. right for them. And uh, Warrior throws out Tito Santana. And at one point, it's Rick Martel, Honky Tonk Man, Hulk Hogan, and Warrior. And then out to maybe the second or third loudest pop of the night, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here go. Crowd did pop. Duke, did you hear the crowd? Oh, yeah. They loved, it up. they loved the Rockers. They loved the young Rockers. But man, oh, man. That didn't also, real quick, I yeah. love this uh, ring attire that the Rockers wore. Um, In this one, the yellow. They're like yellow with like um these like things that hung off. Do you guys remember? Frank, this might be too back in the day for you but there were these like sticky spiders that you would throw at the ball and they would like no yeah i know what you mean yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they always would... reminded me of those things yeah. like attached to their pants and i was oh, like oh <laughs> i know what you're talking about now yeah, yes funny. i wasn't like the, yeah i know what you're talking about now so it didn't last long for Shawn michaels 12 second run holy shit 12 seconds Crazy, wow right? almost in and record like yeah almost a record like number. didn't seem that quick 12 seconds and the ring was cleared. I mentioned all those guys yeah. being thrown out, Snooka Haku, Martel, Honky Tonk Man, because then we have a face off. And Duke, I know this is one of your favorite moments. Oh Alton imitated 
Yeah. Still not duplicated. Never, never duplicated. Never duplicated. Warrior and Hogan face off two baby faces, the two top guys yeah. at the time. So you were saying you were watching it live. Oh I only got God. this yeah. a couple years later on the I, I actually wish you could see right now because I literally have goosebumps thinking. So what were you it. thinking seeing this? I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe this is going to happen. Well, you, oh, you were team warrior, but reluctantly, right? Like, so I was always a Hulkamaniac, but like, this was the first time, like, my allegiance was ever like yeah. questioned. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, Macho and Hogan, I was torn too. Um, a year later, early. Yeah. I mean, to see this like in real time and see these guys like face off, like, like you mentioned, how like, I remember they tried to do this shit with like Cena and Orton and a Royal Rumble. It's like, dude, no one gives often a... imitated. Yeah, like it's been like they fought before. You know right. what I mean? Like you I never so you never stupid. thought you would see this. And that's another, like you mentioned earlier, cool thing about the Rumble. You get to see these weird, like certainly we didn't get bad and versus bad and good versus good. So like, oh my God, like this was like the shit. This was taboo. And, like, as I was saying about the warrior, like just being so reckless and like fast Hogan slows his ass down and they have such a cool little interaction right here. Like yeah. insane, man. Like s people always say how Hogan can't work and it's like, I'm sick of bro, it, man. Yeah. Like watch a match with, him. I really am sick. Of it. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like, because Warrior, this little interaction is the shit. Somebody just commented on our Facebook page today about how that moment alone is mm -hmm. worth watching this rumble. True. Yeah, Iconic. I agree with that. Yeah. It's a crisscross, a double clothesline, and they're yeah. showing, I guess they're showing here, Frank, is they're equally matched, right? Mm -hmm. Like one's not better than the other yet. Yeah. Two top dogs. So you saw this, obviously, retrospect. Me too, a couple years after the fact. And... I was probably, oh, I know I was more warrior, uh, yeah. like team warrior, but were you, because you liked Hogan as a kid. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't mind Hogan as a kid. I wasn't like a Hogan hater. Um, warrior, I've, I've, I've been, notoriously, I've been a, like a warrior hater, you know, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't from anything, you know, wrestling related. It's just sort of like the guy, you know, himself. Of course. You know? So like I, yeah. I could, I could see how this moment so like if i was watching then i pro you know i could see myself being a warrior fan like if i was a kid at that time you definitely know, just, with that music i and just all. yeah i just didn't see it and i didn't see it that way um watching it in retrospect yeah i want hogan to be the guy who comes out on top we okay. all know how that, we all know how this goes down you know but um because i don't hate hogan like i i've i've hogan would be in my top 30 25? type of you know 30 type of situation okay. if i had to like write it down because like i i like hogan in general don't like warrior mostly so i don't know but it is a cool but this is a moment in time no, right it's... undeniable and like mm -hmm. the crowd too the mm -hmm. reaction of that crowd it's sort of like it's stuff they you know it's one of those rare moments that you don't get all the time and like we said they've tried to recreate this a, a dozen times since and it's always just like not even close to what this was can and you recreate this uh now or ever again like there, there's two guys right now you absolutely absolutely give, lay, lay it on give me i mean here you want to you want to see yourself mark out when cm punk shows up and gets in kenny omega's face yeah 
you're going to be all in on that. No pun intended. And I <laughs> agree with you 100%, but I don't know if, if that's a moment where it's sort of like larger than life. Right. right. That's, I look at that more like, oh, if, if like the two top NBA fighters. guys are going to get to go or the two top fighters well, right, are going to get to go, where like Hogan and Warrior just felt like two like movie star Icons. action yes, 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 yes. so i guess no right the answer is no as far as because like just because we don't we don't not, have yeah. that yeah we don't yeah. Have i got i got one um okay well but they already rose and roman reigns <laughs> close but they, but they, oh, they already gosh. fought i was gonna say if, if punk showed up at the rumble this year and like went face to face with uh cody Rhodes, i mean they never fought no this nobody's feeling that, no, this that does not yeah sure i would love that you but know, that's because I'm a crowd. Well, time wouldn't yeah, stand no, still, though, right? No, 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 no. no. You know what? What like maybe something for like the the mythos of like their characters would be, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. So bear with me. But like, if this rumble two surprises were CM Punk and then like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like then they had the, Undertaker like, and Sting. Off. Yeah, like Undertaker if they both showed up in a rumble. You know what you I know? mean? Yeah, Stone Cold you know? and The Rock again. No, no, I'm over. No, we already had it. I'm over. And real quick about the, you asked me like, you know, when this happened, like, what team was it? Was I on? Like, it's typical fickle fucking wrestling fan bullshit. Mm -hmm. I wanted, I wanted the new and shiny. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, like, of course, I was team. Is is there no loyalty in wrestling? That's why I said. That's why I said. If I was a kid at that time, I could see myself cheering for Warrior because I'm like, yeah, it's the cool young guy. He jacked out of his mind. He's the IC champ. Mm -hmm. You know, the song, the music. So, moving on though, Barbarian comes in to break up this fucking uh, stare down for the ages. This should have won it. So Barbarian should have won it. He had the lucker number 27. So to, to her point, yeah, that's the right call. Because you know yeah. the, the rule about number 27. Uh, th- that's the most victorious <laughs> number, I believe. That's Cody Rhodes' number this year. Barbarian, yeah. Barbarian comes in with these two mammoths. Rude comes out before the clock counts him down. Yeah, strange, right? Gets I was like, who there. messed up? I was like, who messed up? The clock He didn't guy, mess up. Dude. He wanted to fucking yeah, he just get up. his shit going. Away. That's kind of what I thought, but the, the announcers didn't make it sound that way. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So now we have Rude, and we've already seen, I said, Macho Man, Piper, Jake, DiBiase. I'll go down the list another time. Brett, Warrior Hogan. Is this the second most star-studded Rumble of all time, if it's not the first? Because we always say 92 is the first. Yeah. This has got to be one or it's two. It's right. It has to be right up there. Because first of all, there's 93 a lot of the same is pretty damn star-studded. Yeah, but you don't have Brett. You don't have... Um, I mean, who, who are we talking here? Because you got Mach. I don't want to go on the list. Yoko went. went yeah, I, I don't want to spoil I it. I but... don't like the ending of that Rumble. But in the beginning of that, like when you rewatch that, rewatch this. Rewatch oh, I this love Rumble. Royal Rumble '93 and '93 um, and '94. You'll see. Like you're shit. like, wait a minute. Why don't I like this as much? Because like, well, Flair's in Flair is in this oh, one too, man. and this motherfucker works with like everybody. That's a good point. Bob Backlund, yeah. Rick Flair, DB, um, that's the perfect perfect uh, in there. Perfect. Harry yeah. Von Erich, I think, is in this one. Um, no, that would be 92. I think he carries oh, in 92. 92? Yeah, okay. in 92. Is Lawler Under- in 93? Lawler, yeah, Lawler, Taker. Like, you get all these weird, like, very weird interactions. I, I, I don't like know about the 93 star a lot. And, like, the end, the Carlos I've... Cologne one is always what threw me off. Like, they were just bringing dudes in. Yeah, and I didn't yeah even that's know. later. That's later. 
It's a good no, one. I love I, 93. Yeah, 93 is pretty damn star-studded, too. But this is up there for sure. I mean, yeah. you look at, like, Hall of Fame, like, forget yeah. about it, you it's, know? It's, it's yeah. It's, I mean, what you say it started with? It starts with uh, DiBiase, Coco. Yeah. DiBiase, Coco There's started There's two it. Hall of Famers right there. Yeah, it's true. And then it within the next seven guys, we have four Jake, Hall of Famers Savage, in the ring at one, right? Piper, Piper. Brett, right. Dusty yeah. at 10. I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Andre at 11. <laughs> Yep. Oh my gosh. Keep going. You know, you got Jimmy Snooker, Warrior. And that's so, why the answer is correct for 1990, because this is one of the best Royal Rumbles of all time. So Hogan hits Rude and Barbarian from behind, but accidentally eliminates Warrior. And Warrior runs away like a madman. That's his <laughs> no. reaction. First, he comes in and beats up. That's true. Yeah. Rude and. Beats up the guys who didn't yeah, eliminate him. My bad. And yeah. uh, Jesse even comments on that. Yeah. He's like, why is he not? Why is he hitting the guys that, you know, didn't <laughs> yeah, even throw yeah. him out? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Your guys are oh, Hogan beats on sneaky. Ho- sneaky. Typical Hogan, Hogan man. This isn't yeah. the first time he messed with somebody's uh, Listen, man. victory in a rumble. Hogan is an all-time great, but the guy's a terrible friend. Yeah. He's also a heel and he's always been parading around like a baby face. He's a he's, heel. He's not a heel. He does some heel yes. shit. Well, he actually did you is. see the way he looked at Elizabeth? Mm, with he lust did. in his eyes. Yeah. Lust I mean, eyes. I always thought it was funny in WCW <laughs> when he turns heel finally and Bobby Heenan's like, see, I told you all along, you know, yeah. like Bobby was right. You know, I think yeah. that's funny. Long term storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody made a point. Um Side note, real quick, somebody I forget who it was made a point that damn, why didn't Bobby Heenan uh bring back the Heenan family in WCW like babyface version to take on Hollywood mm. Hogan because he always hated Hogan? Yeah, and I guess he was done being a manager, but yeah, you know, long term storytelling. So, number 29 is Hercules out to help the Hulkster against these heels because we have <laughs> Rick Rude and the Barbarian. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's Rick Rude and who's still in there? Because there's a there's some heels. There's it's a lot barbarian? of barbarian. Yeah, I think barbarian's still in. I thought it was barbarian. That's right. Yeah, on my bad. Because barbarian, they, yeah, they held on. Limited. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So warriors out. Barbarian and Rude remain in there, and Hercules is out to even the odds. I guess yeah, that's the exactly. point I was trying yeah. to make. And there's a lot of jacked up maniacs in this ring towards the oh, end. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Hercules is out by Rick Rude. He gets a, a a nice elimination, but his stay isn't very long. Sadly, six minutes and twenty nine seconds for your boy Rick Rude. Yeah, he's out. Um, the two heels from Minnesota though are in there together. Uh, Rick Rude and Mister Perfect. And I thought it was cool to see they these guys went to the same high school. They're in there together, and uh, there was someone that posted something recently. All these guys that went to that same high school. It was Rick Rude, Kurt Hennig. Barry Darso, who we said was Smash earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple other guys, like big names, pro wrestlers. That Oh, Nikita Koloff was another mm. one. Like all in the same little high school. Isn't that crazy? Minnesota. Crazy. Minnesota one of my like favorite crazy tradition. Yeah, one of my favorite pictures is all the Minnesota wrestlers that I'm sure you guys have seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all those guys. I think the Road Warriors are in it. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome picture of all like the Minnesota like grown up wrestlers yeah like the minnesota yeah, like an actual wrestlers. picture is all the guys like got together for a pic come on all the minnesota guys all yeah, got a yeah. picture together man cool. that's gotta be the ultimate crew if you're going like it's, city. it's sick you know it's sick like, it's a weird it's a, such a weird town to think of that mm-hmm. like, like so many sick like badass dudes oh yeah think it right yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I skipped ahead a little bit with Rude uh, not being in there too long because him and Mr. Perfect would work on Hogan. It was two on one, the two heels. And uh, there was a miscalculation with Mr. Perfect trying to get back in the ring. He accidentally pulls the top rope down and eliminates Rick Rude. So it's a miscalculation. Yeah. Unless it wasn't, I don't know, Perfect's yeah. a sly cat. Maybe. Uh, he doesn't make mistakes, John. Right, exactly. Yeah. Rude no wasn't pleased. Was not pleased. He was not pleased at all. Rick Rude would uh, leave the company seven months later or eight months later. So, so his, crazy. Because I was actually going to make a note. I'm watching this and it's Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect in there with Hogan. And I'm thinking like, oh, let me jot it down. How like, man, Hogan is giving love to these younger guys. Like he's giving them some shine. And then I realized like actually Rick Rude wasn't even there much longer. Like no, yeah. they weren't making stars. He was no. gone. You know, yeah. and you see why he's gone because he looks like a million bucks. He he feels like a top guy. He'll fit, uh, like of all these guys, you know, obviously Barbarian and Hercules, they're like big boys, but Rude just felt way more believable, you know, like when you see him, like where he's just, he's just better than those guys. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you no see doubt. Why he go, you see why he yeah, goes and No, and top, I mean, you believe, yeah, else. exactly. You believe he could be the world champion. Yeah. Like you don't look at Barbarian, no, yeah, half of a tag team. Right. You know, and be like, oh man, this guy might take it home, you know? We just That's watched... why, like, sorry. the foil, sorry, the final four in a Royal Rumble are so, like, important to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, they got three here. They yeah, were yeah. close. Yeah. You know, I but... weirdly like the odd man. We mentioned Fatu sometimes being in there at the end. I kind of like around, that odd man out sometimes with the final four. I don't four. like that. Not unless it's, if it's, like, believable that he can win. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like, if you had, like, a Royal Rumble today and it was, like, um, I don't know, like Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, I don't know, Sami Zayn. Like, I'm trying to think of like a top guy. And then like a Chad Gable. Yeah, like a guy that's like cool that like, oh, shit, are they going to let him win? Or like maybe Austin Theory, you know, like a guy kind of like that, but not like a tag team, dude, because it's the reason I like it's it's like it's a shine. Like I remember Billy Gunn being in the ring at the end of the 99 one. I think it was like he was in the final four. And I'm just like, oh, you wouldn't expect that. But I hear what you're saying. But like also like it it could feel like too like obvious, like when it was uh, whenever Randy Orton and his legacy guys were like, Mm, yeah, they they were three of the final four. I was like, well, you know, Ted Jr. is not winning this shit, <laughs> yep. right? Or and Cody yep. at the time, yep. he's not winning this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like, obviously, they're going to get a limit. Who was that with? Edge? Was Edge and Orton? Yeah, I'm trying to... Was that Cena? It could have been Cena. It was Cena, been Cena or Edge. Yeah, it was one yeah, of them. Like, yeah, like, you're absolutely but, correct. I completely you know. agree, 100%. Yeah. Like, I don't like... Because you know, oh, shit, <laughs> is he going to do it? Or yeah, he's yeah. going to beat the two, and then the fucking top guy, Randy Orton, is going to win. Quick fire, best final four ever in a Rumble. Oh man, my mind always. Sorry, two thousand two. What's that? Yeah, uh, perfect right. Austin yeah. angle. Angle. And the winner. <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, let's not say. Let's okay, not say. yeah. Let's not say. I was like, how are you? How do you not I know this, John Boy? Let's not say. Uh, I always go to ninety four. Once again, that makes no sense. But it's Sean, Brett, Lex Luger, <laughs> and Fatu. Hey, <laughs> Fatu. Yeah, see. You I like that. It. It was a yeah. cool spot at the end. You like it because you like the three guys. But I also <laughs> love that rumble. That might be yeah. right there with 92 for me. I wow. How about I love that? 94. I'm going to rewatch that. Ah, I yeah, love I that one too. so much. I should too because I don't think of it that way. So maybe. Well, know. get ready to watch 
the big man, make a name for himself, Big Daddy Cool. That's oh, a that's why, Mark. Yeah, that's, that's, right. why that's why you like that. Of course it is. Yeah, I'm a I Nash Mark. Yeah. Final two, Mr. Perfect and Hulk Hogan. You're right. The final four, they didn't really get to square off, right? It was like, no, uh, yeah. It was just a like final. It, how cool would it be if it was Warrior, oh, Rude, Perfect? You're, and right, Hogan. you're not like, wrong. That's it. You know you're what I mean? Like, sick. Yeah. How sick would that have been? You're not wrong about that. So Hogan no sells a perfect plex, and the Dude. crowd is pumped. And I get it. Right, because it's him. He's hulking out, but it's mm-hmm. like the disrespect. You know, it's like it's it's so cheap when you look back. Like if you're not, if you're never heard of Hulkamania, right? You know, like you right. see this guy just like, oh, he's just gonna take your finish and stand up, and because the crowd is that it is so corny. But I get it. I get it. It's mm-hmm. what, it is what you it mentioned. Is. Rick Rude looking like a million bucks, and like he was ready to be a top guy. We reviewed '87 Survivor Series recently, and uh, I remember Rude was bumping his fucking head off for all these monsters in the ring like he was literally gassed like i felt bad for him and then in this one mr perfect is bumping his ass off for hogan at the end here um it doesn't last too long hulk hogan of course the winner little catapult first you got uh, the great sell job by perfect yeah. he's he's yeah. like wobbly and then i believe hogan just grabs him by the hair throws him into the corner which yeah. you've never seen this since mm-hmm. Ho- a f- perfect flips over the corner and mm-hmm. it could have hurt. I was, yeah, I was super cool, actually. Yeah. Very cool. But I mean, you know, I love Hulk Hogan, one of my all time favorites. But like, <laughs> did he need to win this match? Like, we're going to get into it. We got to yeah. get into this. Um, because first of all, Hogan must pose, as Jesse tells us, Hogan double crossed the warrior, which there's no friends, Jesse, only, <laughs> only enemies. Warrior, um, some people believe should have won the rumble to set up the whole thing. Like, hey, yeah, if I won, I'm equal to the world champion. That's sure. a reason to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also people, and this is news to me all these years later, Frank. Maybe you don't know this, but after you could just Google it and you'll find a zillion trillion articles. Mr. Perfect was slated to win this Royal Rumble. Hulk Hogan apparently showed up the day of and switched the plans. It was scheduled to be perfect getting the 30, the number 30 draw, the perfect draw, uh-huh. showing that the perfect guy got the perfect draw to win the perfect match, and it would be a way to build his character and kind of elevate him. You'd still get the Warrior Hogan thing off to the side. This is like hearsay. I've not heard any like WWE guys ever confirm this, but there's a lot of like information out there that this is supposedly what was supposed to happen. And um, it's one of the things everybody kind of like comments on when they talk about this rumble is, oh, yeah, that's the one perfect should have won. This was news to me. Like, but yeah, in looking at it, I don't even think back then they would have did something like that. So it seems like Fugazi. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can see what you're saying. Cause like, I don't know. I think that's news to me. I don't know if that's one of the stories that I've heard through the pipeline of Hogan being like, you know. Switch it up, businessman. You know what I mean? But uh, it sounds cool to me. Like, right. it's like just imagine uh, this for I'm, a minute. Yeah, I'm down. Like, that would have been the biggest achievement of his career, you know what I mean? For uh, perfect. So, like, obviously, I would have been super down for that. But, like you said, do I see them doing that at this time? If this would have been like 94, you know, and they were like, hey, this is the one that perfect was supposed to win. Like, just say, like, mm-hmm. all things a perfect world and he's in it. Maybe it would have made sense timeline wise, you know, and the way the business was headed away from the big monsters, you know, more towards some of the worky guys like a Brett. Um, maybe, but like in 1990, I don't, 
I don't see anybody but Hogan. And then maybe Warrior makes sense to me, you know, like Warrior winning, but like I don't really see anybody else. And Savage was mixed up with Dusty. So Savage, yeah. Apparently yeah, that Savage wouldn't was work. busy. Yeah, exactly. Like Savage. DiBiase had a great run, but yeah. Clearly he was already in the main event at WrestleMania 4. Yeah, that exactly. didn't work out. Duke, yeah. what do you think of all this? Do you think it was uh first of all, if that story has any legitimacy, mm-hmm. it would have changed Perfect's career, no? I mean, it's hard to say. I because like back then the good guys ran shit. Yeah. So like I don't know that it would have changed his career. It would have been a cool little certainly like a cool little yeah. fucking moment for him, you know. But I think you can absolutely rebook this to where he wins and you can still go on to WrestleMania six and have Hogan and warrior. Like it doesn't change anything Well, because you had in survivor series 87, not to cut you off, but Andre stood tall to heal at the end. Yeah. He was the sole survivor. Right. Yep. And, and, and Hogan, remember we were watching it. We're like, wow, he got eliminated and we mm-hmm. couldn't believe it. Yeah. They still got to their destination. So, yeah. so in this match, let me do some fantasy booking. So, Hogan throws Warrior out. Same kind of deal, right? Um, Warrior's pissed off. So it's Hogan and Mr. Perfect. Warrior comes back out. He fucking, you know, why'd you do it? You know, blah, blah, blah. He turns his back. Perfect. Mm. There you go. Perfect wins. What does that change? You have Warrior and Hogan on a collision course. No one remembers that the WWF champion didn't win the Royal Rumble. Exactly. Warrior, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Mr. Perfect, Royal Rumble winner. You can, I mean, you certainly could. There's a lot of that. definitely different ways you could get yeah, to it. I've never heard that, that he was supposed to win. I can absolutely see that. I can absolutely yeah. see fucking Hogan coming in. That doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, he pulled a power play. But apparently. yeah, I just don't see why the WWF champion had to win the Royal Rumble. But sure, it was still wow. a great Rumble and. Yeah, and this one, so these are tricky. These are tricky shows that we're going to rate because you have your four pretty weak matches to start things off, Mm -hmm. but the Rumble is separate, and it's great, and it's longer than all the matches combined. But I want to just rate this Royal Rumble match first, and then we'll do our overall rating of the show. Yeah. So my rating for the Royal Rumble match itself is a 9.5. Oh, wow. Woo! For the fact that I just grinned the whole match. Like, yeah. I'm just just sitting there. All my favorite wrestlers are one after another. We went through the list. And the result isn't my preferred result. But it set up one of my favorite WrestleMania ma- main events. And also, yeah. the crowd was excellent. So, 9.5 on the Rumble match. Nice. What do you got? If I was given the, just the Rumble match a rating, I think I'm going to give it 4.25 stars. Really good. Like really good rating. You know, tough to beat. I can off the top. I only think of two rumbles, maybe that I have. You know, on top of it, ninety two and o two, ninety two and o two for me. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two like off the dome that I'm like, yeah, I like these more. This ninety one, I don't know where I don't know where I would have had it before this latest rewatch. You know, but I really enjoyed it. You know, I had a lot of fun because you did this recently. You rewatched all the rumbles, I thought, right? Or like no, I didn't watch last... all of them, but I was watching a bunch. You know okay. what I mean? Like I watched a bunch, and I, you know, I, I think I watched this one as well. But that's why, I like this last, you know, it's like I said, watching it with people and mm-hmm. reactions, yeah. help talking about it. You know, yeah. yeah. So like, we're gonna yeah, remember like, this shit now because this is a great rumble. Yeah, off the dome, I think I'm gonna rank this third, you know, all time for me, and I give it four and a quarter stars. Four and um, a quarter. Yeah, but like it's up there, man. Like it's definitely up there. I want to watch some of these older ones. 
you know, just to refresh my memory because some of them are so stacked. But yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Nice, good rating, Duke. What That's you got awesome. for the rumble? I'm, I'm glad you guys like liked it as much as you did. That's cool. Yeah, I think. You're you like, know, no, I don't love it. No, no, I I did. I did enjoy it. Um, I just think um when you revisit stuff, like Frank, you definitely got like a cool ass like experience out of this, mm-hmm. which I think is neat. Cause yeah. I say that all the time. Like it's not about sometimes like when you see a movie or whatever, like it's who you see it with and your experience yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that definitely heightened your enjoyment of yeah. it. Because sure. I enjoy this too. Like I like this rumble. That's I was looking forward to re-watching this. You guys know this is like my time. So like anytime I get a chance to like travel back, like it's always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall for me on the five star scale, I gave it a 3.75. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. 3.75. So, yeah, super enjoyable still. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch. Would this rank among your top three off the top of your head? It's top five. Top five. Yeah, I I have to watch them again. I think because um, like I I thought this was a top three, but then I'm like thinking like, oh, maybe I'd like this other yeah. one more because like mm. I do really like ninety three a lot, which I didn't realize because I hate the ending of it. Yeah, but there's a lot of cool shit in that. But no, I do like that one. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, ninety three is the shit. We should we should definitely talk about that one. Um. Okay, so you had 3.75. Mm-hmm. Frank had a 4.25 out of 5. I went with a 9.5. This would be one of the most fun things I've watched since we started doing this you know, show. I just think this match was it was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go through it. So the winner was Hulk Hogan. Final four, what we mentioned, was Hogan, Hercules, Perfect, and Rude. Actually, it was Hogan, Hercules, Perfect, and Rude. It was not oh, the okay. Barbarian. Not Barbarian, okay. Take so- that Herc out, throw in a warrior. So yeah, you exactly. did have uh, maybe a little bit of a question. Maybe Hercules could do it. Longest in the match, the Iron Man, Ted DiBiase, 44 mm-hmm. minutes, 47 seconds. You know, real quick, every time I watch that dude, I like him more. Million Dollar Man? Yeah, and I already fucking love him. I have a poster of him up at the shop, you know, yeah. that mm-hmm. I, that he signed for me when I met him. But literally every time I watch him, me too, I realize dude. how fucking good he was. And like how big he was, man. He's a big dude. Mm-hmm. But he was so good. And even in like that Mid-South stuff that I've been so dipping good. into, I'm just like, this dude's got layers to his career. He does. You just think he a does. million dollar man. Because but... let me yeah. tell you, when I watched UWF, like Mid-South Wrestling, this man was a blazing ass baby face. Mm-hmm. Top, but not like a corny. He was like a tough ass. Right. Like, him and like Dr. Death were mm-hmm. like, blazing ass baby faces so when he came to wwf and like got changed in this million dollar man like i was like what the fuck is this but just like you said layers man he could do it all just one of the absolute all-time greats in my opinion i think he is too top to bottom work and and promos and all that character. everything charisma yeah. 44 minutes, 47 seconds, hell of a run. Shortest yeah. time in the match, Shawn Michaels, 12 seconds. Wow. How about <laughs> that? It's weird how <laughs> that guy's career turned out, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just so bizarre. So the most eliminations, Hogan and Warrior each had four. Huh. If, you're, if you're keeping so track. I'm looking, listen, I'm looking on uh, Wikipedia because I didn't know. And I was looking at the elimination. It says Huckster has uh six. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. It says uh Hulkster and Warrior have six. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, wow. yeah. I see Holy Warrior shit. as well. Yeah. So they both do have six. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Wow. 
I guess I got that number wrong. They both have six. Okay, I'd have cool. to go back and count those fucking six, though. It doesn't feel like they eliminated that yeah, many. Yeah, I know. Right? That's a lot of it guys. was it was also That's very half the quick. Participants Remember, them, like Hogan came in and they just kind of yeah. started like. Yeah, yeah. He cleans house. Does Diesel have seven? Uh, yes, seven. Okay, yeah. You could just log on to our Instagram page to look at that. Uh, <laughs> posted a nice little. What is the uh, Instagram uh, name, John? You can actually follow us at no sold underscore podcast on the instagrams excellent and on excellent. uh yes and on the facebooks you can find us uh no soul podcast on youtube obviously subscribe if you haven't already if you're watching here and uh leave some comments but before we get into the you know the bits of of details we want to like sort of have everyone chime in on i want to just get to your guys overall rating of the show the pay-per-view <laughs> because um it's two different things yeah, and hard. we are, it's a tricky, like I said earlier, it's tricky, but you gotta, you gotta keep it real. And this is why, um, we rate these shows is to maybe one day figure out if there's a flawless show or a perfect show or a near perfect show. It's hard to do. You know what I'm saying? The only so, perfect show would be Mr. Perfect. And the only for four match. hours, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wrestling himself. Um, I'll start if you guys don't give a shit. So I, I mentioned uh, my, our ratings for all the matches. My overall rating for the show, 6.2 out of 10. If you get through a somewhat tedious undercard, you get an amazing main event. It's kind of the like how we've been with other shows in the WWF. Yeah. You know, and with WCW, it's like if you get through a pretty cool mid card, you're going to have to sit through a shitty main event. So yeah. It's a, like a, uh, it's kind of a thing. It's the balancing act of it all. So yeah. I go six point two out of ten. Royal Rumble nineteen ninety one. The whole show. It's a little tedious in the beginning, but yeah. the main event is worth all your time. Yeah. So would you recommend just fast forwarding up to the Rumble? <laughs> Honestly, no, I would not. You, you would say watch the whole show. I would say watch the whole show because of the the backstage stuff where they're picking their numbers yeah. and they're mm -hmm. like building up. It's a, it's a slow burn, but yeah. you get a payoff. I like so all that movie. stuff, and I would recommend watching all that stuff in the build to the actual Rumble. But I don't think you need to see any of the rest of the show personally. <laughs> I'll give my overall rating the whole thing. I, I have to give it like a 6 out of 10. and But that's oh, okay. just on the back of the Rumble, really. You know, like the Rumble was so strong no for doubt. me that it gives it a passing grade overall. But, you know, pretty brutal undercard. But I had fun with a couple of the matches. But, like, I don't know that everyone's going to have fun, like, with the Bushwhacker match like I mm -hmm. did or Ronnie Garvin match like I did. You know, so it's tricky. It's it's very hard. But the Rumble is that one show where, like, the whole thing can suck. If the Rumble itself is good, you are you go home happy. You Brings know, it it's like, so I give yeah, it and you're basically that. just anticipating the Rumble. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're so hyped for the like, Rumble. Yeah, I just got to get through this shit. So plus, plus, you guys, like when we're watching these matches, like I, like Frank, you can sit there and listen to Shivani and Jesse just shoot the shit, and that's mm -hmm. even entertaining. Like, yeah. for guys like us, we enjoy that. So, yeah, Duke, what do you have? So overall, you know, just averaging it out based on my other ratings for the show, um, it was a 2.35 out of five stars. Okay. For the whole show. Yeah. You're going strictly but, average numbers. No yes, curving. I'm taking, my, taking my numbers yeah. and averaging it out. Obviously, the Rumble I thought was really good. I gave that a 3.75. So 
you know, it just it drops because of the fucking bushwhackers yeah. and <laughs> yeah, yeah. genius and Duggan and for sure. But uh There's definitely some... worth watching in my opinion. Um the rumble itself. Um it's star studded, man, for sure. One of the most star studded. If you guys have any comments, maybe uh leave them. What is the most star studded rumble if this isn't it? Uh maybe you think it's ninety two or two thousand two. Also, maybe tell us your favorite Royal Rumble. If we, um, I guess, maybe can cover another one soon, we will. Uh, overall, tell us what you thought of this Royal Rumble. Maybe in the undercard, you love that Garvin match, that Garvin and uh, yeah. Greg Valentine match. Maybe you're a huge Bushwhacker march. Uh, Mark. March. March. They're the marching morons, according to Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know in the comments. It is Royal Rumble season. I think it's... Um, what are we two weeks away? A little less yep. than two weeks away. Yep. It's gonna be huge, I guess, because you're gonna have Cody. By Rose. the time this drops, it'll be almost like a week to the day. Yeah, it'll be very close, yeah. And wow. real quick to our listeners in Singapore, because I know we have them. I want to wish them all a happy lunar new year because by the time this comes out, it will be two days before that. The year of the rabbit. I hope you guys have a very hate uh happy and safe new year. Yes, indeed. We have our uh, Belgium listeners. We have our Singapore listeners. Our Stone Cold Steve Austin episode last week, I forgot to mention at the top, was um, one of our most successful in recent times. Uh, The streams, Spotify and Apple Podcasts reached pretty darn high levels. I guess Austin's a a draw still. Still. (laughs) That's in uh, almost a thousand streams there. And then with the YouTube, we got some uh, nice feedback, some nice views, some nice interaction. So thanks to everybody who listened to that. Austin's still a draw, clearly. And like we said last week, we want to talk about stuff we like that we're interested in. But next week, we do want to cover the current world of wrestling because we're going to do a little bit of a, a monthly wrap, a monthly recap, if you will, this month in wrestling, whatever you want to call it, because there's been a lot of stuff that's gone down. We don't even want to begin to yeah, cover it now. Yeah, right. Plenty, we don't even plenty, want to touch plenty on to it. talk about. Yeah. But there's a, there's a, McMahon. that's another thing too to leave in the comments. If there's anything that, you know, yeah, let us know that you want us to cover too. Cause I know we don't do a lot of, you know, like impact and, new japan but if you want us to touch on that we watched it all so leave it in the comments for sure uh two quick fun facts before we get out on the 91 rumble or excuse me the 90 rumble and then we'll get out of here this was the last pay-per-view event tony Giovanni called he left the company right after pretty shortly after we mentioned ronnie garvin was out of here uh terry taylor also left after this rumble uh ray rougeau was out of here and Barry Windham, this is one thing I want to say to the end. Barry Windham was supposed to actually be in this rumble and be a big part of this rumble. He was back as the widow maker for mm. a brief period of time, but he left um like right before and yeah, I feel like I don't even remember seeing him like in a match. Dude. I know. Like I saw like a vignette or something and like never saw him in a match. And I didn't know what a widow maker was either. <laughs> yeah you're right i know but uh th- they mentioned that this event took place like 20 minutes from his house and he still no showed like he kept wow. no showing events so huh. you know uncle howdy apparently it's another uh, guy i think i mentioned it before that if he would have like really applied himself to wrestling i think the sky was the limit for that dude yep, yeah barry windham but uh his name lives on in uh young windham rotunda 
We'll have to talk about him next week. We're going to talk all about current stuff next week as we prepare for the Royal Rumble. We're obviously going to preview that show and talk all about WWE, AEW. We want to get into the McMahon stuff. That'll be fun. This has been fun for my guys here, the East-West Connection. And also, shout out to Jay Briscoe, RIP. RIP, Jay. Shout out to the Briscoes, the family, all the wrestling fans. That this, that this stuff's uh, hitting hitting pretty hard. We hope this was fun for you. We'll see you next time. This has been No Sold. Stay well. Peace out.